You guys have no idea what fun is occurring right here in this building. This this makes me not want to wake up from the anesthesia. This this is stuff I just I can't be part of these. I things. get excited, pumped so, for these. Yeah, our sales our sales staff is evidently having. An, uh, they're all going to dress the same, and it, they gave them all T-shirts. We were wondering what the T-shirts on their desks were for this morning when I came in. Like what? And they've got little. And they're putting up a. This is the best part. Now this is such a WKRP moment for us to witness because we're the look. This is how radio works. We, as the on-air personalities, are the absolute dregs of society. Oh, yeah. We are the dirt balls that make this thing work. We are the ones nobody really wants to deal with. It is questionable whether or not they want me to meet clients. Like, that's always a thing. Like, well, maybe they don't necessarily need to meet Joe. <laughs> because if they hate me, they lose money. So, today, in, in their incredible wisdom, as uh, the weather reports, possible 45-mile-an-hour winds today, they are currently setting up. By the way, screen facing east, a white movie screen on our back patio in the middle of the daytime. Now, I'm no scientist, but I'm almost positive that a movie screen doesn't show much. Like, the drive-ins were never open in the daytime. <laughs> it's a tough view. So this motivational movie thing they're about to show, it's got no chance. What's Amy doing now? She's hanging stuff on the screen. Well, she, she's smart. She'll hang herself because this is this meeting. So we're about to have a Dunder Mifflin meeting outside, and they're making them all wear motivational T-shirts. They must have they must have had rough numbers at KDKB, and they have to have one of those. Everybody smile and act like everything's all right because you're about to get fired if you don't listen to what we're doing. Oh, okay, good. It's not a movie. Screen oh, okay. Thing. Looks like it's, it's just a, a, like a whiteboard, a marquee. Oh, this is great. This is we. Uh, do we have a motivational one. speaker coming in? First place gets a brand new keys to a BMW. <laughs> Second place gets the barbecue Steak that's nice. been out there for two years. Actually, I guarantee you, one of Tripp's five cars in the parking lot is buddy. Somebody's going to win a 2014 black Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> just trying to get rid of some merch. And... Third place, you're effing fire. <laughs> right. This is it. This is the always be selling. Always be selling. It's the ABC. One, two, three. Who's with me? It's terrible what's going to happen out here today. And unfortunately, I'm not invited to it because they know I'll make fun of it the whole time. But they're going to try to motivate the sales staff. Evidently, and I, I only know this from having seen it. If you drive by our building today, give a big Nelson Muntz as you drive by because these poor salespeople are being forced to listen to other salespeople tell them how great they could be. But they, that just tells me they're not doing very good. And I know where they're doing great. Uh, right here. <laughs> KUPD's good. This is for the KDKB number. They got to boost those, right? So what time does this yeah. meeting start? About 9? We got to get on this. 10 o'clock, I would assume. So everybody's going to come here. We find a bunch it. of listeners just on their horns oh, driving yeah. down 52nd <laughs> Street. Oh, that dude with that big train yeah. horn. Just park in our parking lot and hold it. <laughs> All right. When this guy stops, thanks a lot, Holmberg, asshole. <laughs> this is why you're not invited to our party. Plus, we're going to get... We're going to get sued by the NFL for the ripping off I that just, logo. Yeah. We're not selling them, so it's okay. But what's going to be better is the email that's going to go out in a little bit. Is it all sales staff. We're not going to get them. Join us for individually wrapped subs from Porta Subs in our awesome new rally T-shirts. I'm getting in on that. I hope, my deep hope is that there's, oh, there's Layla. She loves this stuff. My deep hope is that they put like. It's too bright for Layla to be out there. She'll <laughs> walk through a window. <laughs> well, that's, she, that's, she doesn't do door window very well. You're right. The, uh, the numbers that are going up, and they're basically playing musical chairs. If your name is not associated to a number, you're not in the cast anymore. 
That could be the yeah. first so, thing. That would be, if this was a firing, this would be incredible. Count the chairs. Count oh. the people. Is there anything worse than American business? When you, I, seeing them set up the meeting is, it's so bad. So I don't it's know Dunder if Mifflin. he's helping Amy or he's about ready to push her through the window. He's holding her. But he's got, he, Joseph is standing behind Amy who's on a chair right now, uh, putting up numbers on a high board. And you realize that with sexual harassment at its height, yeah. he has to keep his hands He's off of her <laughs> in case she <laughs> yeah. falls. She has to, if she starts falling, she yeah. has to fall into him. Yeah, yeah. He's not holding yep. her. He's doing the Keanu. He no touching. Yep. But if you do lose your balance, I'm gonna you're gonna bang into me. I hope we can agree that that's the best all right. I can do is hope to save you from a concussion. This is phenomenal. And they gave him Loving all shirts it. and lanyards. They get they get little special lanyards to put like you do a child to pretend like, hey, it's it's Timmy's birthday party. We got y'all lanyards for all access. It's all access to your own work. <laughs> we need train horn guy. Train horn guy, please. I'll pay you. <laughs> all right, this is clearly Holmberg's fault. And we'd love, I I tell you right now, we would love to get rid of them, but the numbers are astounding. Did you see them yesterday? God damn it. 1100 North 52nd Street. Yeah, and then I go out there. Just train horns. I go out there and like, hey, John, what's going on? I leave and like, that dick, he ruins all of our meetings. I'm calling out because these are hilarious. Brady, you've had to sit through these because you used to do sales. I miss them. You do? (laughs) No. It was a good nap for you. Did they ever offend you with the all-campus rocker t-shirt that was too small and you had to wear it? So Brady went in there and like (laughs) sausage casing. No, thank God. <laughs> they always got it right. Oh, this is great. I don't know if we ever did. Team a, building. A come on, John. We you might have for oh, that. Team building. Come on. You know what should build the team every two weeks? You get a check. Keep it up. It's up to you to make that check big enough. If that's not motivation enough, that you get a free T-shirt and a lanyard to your own job. <laughs> Who do you feel worse for? Joseph or Joseph. Amy? Joseph. I feel worse for him. He's the ringleader. Yeah, because he's got to tell everybody they yeah. suck. And essentially, that's what these motivational things. Hey, you guys have sucked pretty bad. <laughs> but not as bad as so you we could. threw a little weird party for you to make you not so sad. It's like cheering up a child. I don't know if I'm any good at Little League anymore. Sure you are, champ. You're great at Little League. All you got to do is catch the ball, throw the ball, and hit the ball. And you're struggling with those three things, but I'm here to help. Durham. You know what that yeah. makes you? <laughs> Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. <laughs> Now, we brought in a new guy. Oh, there, there's going to be a dude. The better part is there's going to be some dude we don't know we paid. 14% cut well, from all your checks. that dude right there. Oh, yeah, it is. He's standing oh, right he's there. not part of our staff? No, no I, don't I think, think, so. I think he's a Hubbard guy. guy. I think he's like a big wig. Well, he still may be leading that. I, I, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. All these people are awesome people. But these well, moments where... Wintermeyer's got a different color. How come, yeah, what, uh-oh. He's got Central Teams. Split teams. Wintermeyer. Oh, no. Yeah, they pit him against each other. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh, it's so Dunder Mifflin. This is like watching The Office. Why is Ben it's, out there? It's what? All right, settle down, hey, 14%. We, uh, you got your checks back to normal. Everybody calm down. <laughs> but you're Those right. Those are long you're gone. Right. the furniture finally <laughs> yeah. out there. There isn't a doubt that he's, he's wrong, but they, they printed T-shirts That was paid with bonus money, all right? Look, you want to you bitch about your 14%, call Woody. He's the problem. There's a hat with everyone's name in it or a bowl. Door prize. I hope that's the fire that's in the door prize. That's all right. You'll, you'll be able to pick up. in. Pull out your um, name. It's like Survivor. Don't pick number six. Don't pick number six. <laughs> They're voting people off. Jill Short. That's two Damn votes it. for Jill. One vote for Lisa. If we see some tiki torches, <laughs> this is they awesome. Extinguish them. Oh, snuff out Wintermeyer right there on the thing. He has to, <laughs> he has to limp back to his car. So this is also people oh, at the top can say that they've done a job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh. an attaboy thing. 
It's to call your boss program that you and say, yeah. look at what I've done. Call your boss. But we had a great meeting this morning. We really had this. We had a lot of good information. We passed on a lot of things. I think they got to do. We gave them all the tools necessary. That kind of garbage that gets spewed around in offices. Show me how they use the tools. Now, look, I couldn't survive it because, A, I'd be a terrible salesperson. Oh, yeah. Me too. B, I'd be awful. All so of us. They're better at me. But Except I, for Brady because Brady's done. Brady, you could do it. You like meeting people and sleeping in front of them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's done that. Still my favorite Brady story, I think. The Are middle, you sleeping? Middle of selling a guy a thing. A guy had to wake him. <laughs> Did you get the sale? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it, wasn't it that? That was a close. Oh, that good. That was a closer right That's there. Right. This is wow. such a done deal. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> You've nestled in, your, your little head's nestled into your shoulders. Are you are you all right? I guarantee you before he woke you, that guy put a mirror under your nose. I think the, I think the big fella died. <laughs> nope, he's breathing. Hey, wake up, asshole. So you're going to buy or not, chief? So what was that, the bridal mart, right? No, um, i got to remember the. Brady was, had the bridal mart from. account, too. Oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, that guy just kept churning out dough. Year after year, and one Mexican wedding after another, in his in his little weird strip mall. Yeah, <laughs> packing them. Hey, we are getting married again. All right, how how, how long till the babies do? Five months. All right, we got to get this done by the <laughs> only weekend. bought overnights. Yeah, the bridal mart for people who stayed up all night long and <laughs> thinking about getting hitched. <laughs> you know why? Every year, That's every brilliant. overnight, one spot an hour. Because you know from who's midnight to five a.m. Oh, it's like it's like events and adventures here. But I mean, that makes sense. Hour. Yeah. Bridal mart was amazing to think of that because that's marketing genius. You'd never find that out in one of these meetings we're having outside today is that the guy sat and thought, who do I target? You target the dude who can't sleep because his girlfriend said she's pregnant. And he's up at 3 in the morning. He's going, there's something about that. And he's like, Bridal Mart is a very cheap and inexpensive way to do the right thing. Okay, I'm calling Bridal Mart. It was a combo. Made a killing. Bridal Mart was where you'd get the uh, gowns at unbelievably low prices. Yeah. And then he had Wedding Chapel of Mesa. He's a oh, killer. Wow. Double dipping. So that you'd, awesome. you'd book that. Is he, he's no longer with us? I don't think so. Oh, no, my. That's a shame. Bob. Well, Bob was his first name. The meeting outside is going to be epic. I'm, I'm not allowed was, anywhere near it, but Brady, you could infiltrate this and tell us all the nonsense. I'm, I'm so against, like, motivational speakers because it makes me feel worse. If I'm there, that means my life sucks and somebody's trying to help me. The great thing about oh. uh, Bob from Wedding Chapel, that was past on to me from uh, another guy or friend, Doug King. Oh, yeah. He was handling that, and he moved on. He's like, you got to take this. you got to do the bride over. All night long. Thinking about getting married? She's not getting her period? Come to the bridal market. It costs about 300 bucks. Her parents will be happy with you. You get a little stress off your back. You're still you going to be a dad too soon. for 50 bucks. This is awesome. What are the odds of Tripp's going to be out there in his Reeb shirt just sleeping through this thing? Trip, triple. He'll, he, he's, he's like uh, when... Uh, Sinatra used to do cameos on Carson. <laughs> he'll pop in. Yeah, he'll, blessing. All right. I think it's great what we're doing. He has no idea what this meeting is. <laughs> great what we're up to here. You guys are all great. And, you know, I've worked in a lot of places. And I got to tell you, this is this is a great group. There's a great group. Thank you to everybody. Joseph, great job. And then he slinks back, grabs some M&Ms, and gets the F out of here. What you're going to hear as that meeting breaks is Tripp's Mercedes going <laughs> out of the parking lot. <laughs> I wish we could get Trip a, a, a podium that has plexiglass all the way around it. Like, like a, a Pope like a mobile. <laughs> yeah, and he rolls in on the meetings. Oh, it's just so funny. And they're doing it on the patio on a windy day. They don't know it's windy yet, but it's going to be by the time this thing starts and everybody's going to complain. This is a nightmare. We're, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if a helicopter came by and dropped bobbles on them and killed someone.
So how how come we didn't give the, the dude from corporate a T-shirt? Because he's got to stand out. Turned it off. He's not and one of the. I'm he's out. not one of these loser drones. He's got a job. Now this this could be for him. This could be the show for him. He's it coming is. in to see yeah, that could be, He's bouncing around like, from city to city. Oh, city. I see. This is what one you're of our spectacular programs we have going here. Step it up. We got programs. Yeah, he's yeah. You guys are rocking it, but we know what? COVID's really kind of crusty economy, so it's tough to rock it. It's Guy Fieri. How about this weather? Oh, I couldn't get enough of this. So hey. far, Blue's really outnumbering mustard. Prediction. Whoever that dude is opens with a, hey, you know what? No matter how this ends, I'm just happy to be out of Minneapolis. This weather. They're like, ah, ha, ha, we know it's nice here. It's like when the comedians, they always open with a weather joke. How do you people live here? And they say, okay, we get it. You're going to do this. The weather hunk. Throwing the guns out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are guns of success. Oh, I'm aiming them at you. You got some. You got some. Here's a shot. You, don't you. Realize you got a couple of guns on you. I'm like an incel of success. I'm just firing into the crowd. Oh, they got I'm, breakfast catered to them too. Yeah, Look yeah. at this. Yeah, I know. How much manufacturing? Go to break. Man, out there. Brady's got breakfast. You're gonna put the t-shirt on. Right out there. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. They gotta have an extra one down there for you. I got my AR-15. <laughs> Get your guns. Hey, everybody. I'm like Columbine, only I shoot oh, success no. at you. What the hell's wrong with this guy? guy? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> just lose it. <laughs> what clients are you in your crosshairs? Hey. <laughs> he's not. He's <laughs> so unstable. He's got his little fake guns out. Get on your, get on your knees. <laughs> success. <laughs> I don't like the speaker at all. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I I gotta figure out a way to get in on this. They will never let me be part of this. Because of all the laughing and pointing. Shoot! Just crash it. Just go out there. No, they'll stop talking. A commercial. They'll stop. Talking. Hey, there's a team player. Hey, Jill. Jill cool Lisa. All right, Jill. Let's Jill, go. come here. <laughs> She won't come in here. They won't talk to me today. Ready to go, come Lisa, here, Lisa. Go I brought out. you grapefruit. I picked fruit last we night. We need to find out about this program. Yeah, what are we doing? At least tell us the name of it. <laughs> the salespeople they are running, are running down, down the hall. This is how, like, we fund their lives. If it wasn't for us, you'd be broke. You'd be selling wood. What is the program? Did you find out? Bitch out. Yeah, the short. Oh, this is, oh, Damn it, I want to be part of this farce. Nicholas says, there are a lot of days when I'm really happy to be a trash truck driver. Absolutely. Today's one of them. You, you, you know <laughs> Drive what? by, right down 52nd yeah, Street on that by. horn. Burk, burk. I'd rather pick up garbage <laughs> <laughs> than sell the Woody. Yeah, don't ever sell the Woody. No, it's the same thing. <laughs> like giving out garbage. Any hoot. We have fun with our coworkers, but they want nothing. Look at that. Did you see them run away they from it? You can't know about it. You can't know about it. Because I made fun of their arts and crafts. They used to put up, like, drawings of oh, what they. they still do. The, the, my most fun one was I went up and I was looking around. With the cars? Downstairs. No. They all had to get into teams of three and draw themselves being successful with markers. And it w- and I swear to God, these people in their 40s and 50s draw like they're six. Oh. They're stick figures with dollar signs in of their Of course, hands. because that's not their job. <laughs> like bikes that would never turn. Like the, well, the forks don't do that. You've broken the, like, all these, and the car is like up in the air, and they're, one of them was paragliding. It looked like a Gilbert's mom's refrigerator. Exactly. Just with all these terrible pictures all over a it. A plus. So I, when I was like, A plus, this is the most, like, this is 
better than going out and selling? And Layla told me, she goes, it really motivates them. I'm like, I guarantee. And I turned and I said, Lisa, did you hate the day you had to draw your success? And she just looked. She goes, it was fine. And I could tell in her face she couldn't say it because Layla's her boss. <laughs> I think they're doing Jeopardy, John. Oh, I will kill you. Wait a minute. They put up the categories, it looks like, up on top. Yeah. And let's take a look at today's categories. People used to have jobs. <laughs> Selling Woody. Everybody. Who is Woody? Yeah. Who is Woody? Lower famous Woody's. I'll take lower commissions. For- <laughs> right. Name one member not Holmberg on the morning yeah. show. Remember your bonus. And finally, what happened to Ian? <laughs> Before we get into all the other stuff, uh, we put that picture of that guy I saw on the 202 with the Trump flag hanging out of the back of his truck that said, Trump 2020, your feelings. Big flag. And it's got to be bigger than three by five as a flag, but maybe not. It was just larger than life in the back of this guy's truck. So we posted it. Like, how funny is this, right? Yeah. It's blown up on our page as it's just a fight now. And, and, Somehow or another, I'm involved. I'm getting emails about the picture. Oh, no, you're not looking at Facebook, but I just had to throw in my two cents. Toledo's a cuck. <laughs> New study that Prop 208 would cost Arizona $2.4 in tax revenue. Tell that bitch to take that sign out of his front yard. It's wealth redistribution. Almost zero to do with schools, douche. <laughs> First of all, I didn't say I had a 208. Quiet down, my, cuck. In my yard. Zip it. Tell that liberal little dick Toledo to keep his sticky fingers off my tax money. If I send my kids to a charter school, that's my tax money. That's where it should go for kids. Not giving it to oh, his wife for a raise. <laughs> Quiet stop, down, stop, cuck. Stop I'm talking. Driving, stop driving on roads. Don't use bridges. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay Get for those roads. out of public school. Quiet down, cuck. Maybe we should have a debate with these guys in Toledo. No. <laughs> Listen, Cuck Finn. Yeah. Like Cuckleberry Finn. You take all your persons of color and you get on your raft and you throw your tax dollars all over. That ain't my America. Cuck. <laughs> if Toledo was a clown, he'd be Cuckles the Clown. Yeah, they're, they're all over you. And I'm getting beat up on the Facebook about being wrong about, I believe uh, Mr. Holmberg said he voted for Trump in 2016, uh, and he also questioned the coronavirus earlier. He's wrong all the time. It's like, He's all right. wrong first always. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Maybe I'm not. I think everybody misread the corona thing at first. If you go back and think about I just have the, the luxury of having broadcast my questions. When this first came out, I'm like, this is the cold. Like, the coronavirus is the cold. Like, that's tied to the common cold. I don't know that this is something we need to overreact to. Then it turned out we needed to react a little bit. Then it turned out that we had no idea what the hell was going on. So, yeah, I think everybody was kind of sitting back a little wrong. I'm the first to admit it. I was wrong about it. I thought it was a ploy. I just, uh... Now I think it is again, by the way. I hope it's mild when I get it. You got it, and it was mild. But now I think it is... uh, being politicized back into a ploy again. At first, that's what I thought. Then I'm like, nope, I was way off on that. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, this is being politicized again. And we're the ones who suffer. Look at people with small businesses and all that stuff. There's no no energy or effort to speed this through for them. It's who can win. I may be on Pat Robertson's team. I don't know if you saw what he said. Oh, he's great. The great Pat Robertson. Brett, are you a Pat Robertson fan? 
Not particularly. You should be. Okay. He's incredible. He's the O.J. Simpson of religious people without the murders. The, yeah, yesterday I was on the show, Brady. Yeah. And I said, first of all, I want to say without question, Trump is going to win the election. That is going to occur. I had a dream, and the Lord said that we would be given the gift of Trump for four more years. Then I was warned of great chaos. The end. The, and then the end of the world. So that's coming. That's kind of good, right? Uh, yeah. yeah well, well, what frankly is good, Brady, Yeah, is the only thing that will fulfill the word of Jesus are those things. And, and I believe personally that some sort of asteroid strike against the globe is uh, will be sudden destruction. It's not going to be us doing nuclears, uh, war. What about the we we, we will not be allowed to destroy the planet. I'm, I'm actually saying exactly what he said. You're asking questions I'm answering with Pat's actual words. He, he said, the only thing that fulfills the word of Jesus is some kind of asteroid strike to the globe. It's sudden destruction. That's what's coming. So we're not planning next week's shows. Why? Why? So he's called for the end of the world. This is his 14th time since the year 1999 that Pat Robertson has predicted Somebody's the end of the year. Score? <laughs> yeah, it's be awesome. like, all right, this is the 14th time you've predicted that a that an asteroid or something will destroy the planet. Pat, you're about to go Detroit Lions here on the season. I'm about to be the first 0-16 prognosticator of uh, end times. But how many? How much in donations of the 700 Club do we have to make? Well, to, now to there's actually... an interesting question, Brett raises. That uh, thanks, Bert. The uh, money you send is also known as asteroid protection money. Uh, it creates a Jesus bubble over you and your loved ones. For every ten dollars, the bubble gets a little thicker. That's what they can sell. Bubble. Bubbles, invisible Holy ones, Brett. People who like me like invisible stuff. <laughs> and so we can make it seem like they purchased visibubbles. Jesus will protect you from this asteroid that's going to destroy us. He's insane. He's 90. And he's going on and on. But he, he predicted a Trump win because Jesus evidently came down and said, hey, your guy's going to take it. But uh, right after that massive chaos, and then I'm going to throw an asteroid at you. Okay, I'll tell everyone. You, you do that, Looney Tunes. You just handed a spiritual envelope. Well, they come in envelopes now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because God's using the U.S. mail to deliver messages. Now, the other stuff was getting hacked by Russia. All of his messages were coming in with Putin hacks. Uh, we can't afford that. Did and then Jesus you got, say "f your feelings"? Well, that's what I think Trump is the best at. Is that these liberal pussies that running around with all their homosexuality? And I got a dick. I don't got a dick. I got whatever I want. Uh, these f***ers are screaming it out, and I say it, Trump 2020, f*** your feelings. Love Jesus. That's how the letter read, Dear Pat. Let's pray. Let, and that, oh, that was how he ended it. I think it's time for a prayer. <laughs> he just told everybody an asteroid's going to smash into it. I think it's time for a prayer, don't you? Well, for what? What are we praying for? It's a little late now, pal. I don't know. Steve Buscemi and Bruce Willis to get that asteroid? <laughs> He's an idiot. 
But there and he is. After the show closes, he's like, who's up for oysters? You guys want to go out and hop dotty after we get some bullets? <laughs> go up Brett and Brady and get some bullets and some burgers. Hey, there's a restaurant idea, Brett. Bullets and burgers. Selling ammunition and meat. Like that, that would make around. Toledo and his Damn. family put up signs for sure. The ammo meat store would be uh But, you know, as I always say, f*** you, cuck. <laughs> we all know Toledo's a cuck. The Lord told me in the in correspondence via Pony Express. I'll take that since you're 0 for 14 well, on your other predictions. Now that's not a Call prediction. me whatever you want. You, you, you have to learn the difference between prediction and statement. I'm not predicting you will be a cuck. I'm saying you are one. Still. Accuracy of your statements. That isn't a prediction. That's just hard fact. (laughs) Much like you are sitting in a brick and mortar building is not a prediction. I say you go home, strap yourself to a small folding chair, and watch your wife get. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) And probably by transgender uh, person of color, uh, liberal. Loser, handout type, because that's who you invite into your home as a liberal cock. Pick up my new book, Rainbows and Bullets. <laughs> that's Come nice, on. pretty. Jesus, rainbows and bullets. Jesus and bullets and rainbows, because that way he's shooting all the homos like he would like to do. I think it's time for a prayer. Bow your head. I pray that uh, Toledo drowns. In the juice of the man what? <laughs> that is hammering on his wife because he's a cuck. Man. It's, it, well, it's called a fountain of semen. And I hope your house looks like um, uh, some type of Bellagio if they used milk. <laughs> Dear Lord, let's pray. let's pray for Toledo and his drowning in man milk. Bellagio cup juice. <laughs> was like strapped to a folding chair that they spent $3 on because they just, liberal people don't have money. Chickens and cup juice. Number one. That's the greatest band name I've ever heard. That's our new album, Chickens and Cuck Juice. It'll be interesting. Pat will probably be a little <laughs> upset today because the Pope says he's, he's down with civil unions. Well, the Pope is uh, wrong, and a lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times he'll say things, and I have to pray for him to get drowned out at Toledo's house. I love the people who are just hammer. You can't have this. Is the thing? It's like I, you know what Toledo and I don't agree. We're friends, good friends. Why can't you just let a guy have a be incredibly liberal and a cuck and just have him live his life without yelling at him all the time? Why can't, why can't he just have his wife just get hammered day in and day out while he's strapped to a chair? Because <laughs> he just believes that uh, his way is right. It's a matter. Stay away from my money. Also got this email from a guy. It says, uh, as a person who raises chickens out in Buckeye, roosters chase hens down, hold them down while they do their business, Eventually, they lose their rear feathers from constant, quote, encounters. So it's easier to find the thing. And then Toledo found a picture of a chicken giving birth to an egg. And it looks like a set of... uh, That was Brett. Brett. That was Brett's search. It looks like Kylie Kardashian spitting out an egg. (laughs) Her lips, her mouth. It looks like human mouth. And dare we try to play the Facebook thing? I think I can beep it. You think? Oh, I got to find... Hang on. Let me pull it back up here. 
This guy's got chicken. I gotta knowledge. find him. Hang on a second. Yeah, right. yeah, this guy dropped off. I didn't even know. Like, our, what is the app on that? Or what is the thing that they use for this? I, I don't know, but uh, they Jay's send us, always yeah, using Jay Kutentag always sends us this stuff. You can leave voice messages on Facebook. I think on your mobile app. Oh, yeah. On the Facebook mobile app, not no our idea. mobile app. Don't do that to us, is what you're saying. Well, no, <laughs> that's the bullhorn that comes to yeah. us if you want okay. to do that. Let me see if I can knock this out. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. We got, we got hammered with messages. Yeah, people are yeah, well, people were angry. Like, they're angry at just some... And think of what you're mad at. I saw somebody else driving with a Trump flag that said, F your feelings on it, <laughs> and said, isn't this amusing? I didn't take a side. Right. I, I just posted. We I gave it to Brett. We put but it on the Facebook. You posted it, and because it's posted, it's like, well, then there you're in. That's what you think. I find it hilarious. I do think that's funny. I vote for funny on that one. But I, even if it was Biden, f your feelings, I'd be like, that's hilarious too. I would have done the same thing. I'm not picking a side of that. I think that flag's outstanding. You got it. Yeah, I got it. All right, here we go. This is from Jimmy. Okay, here we go. Come back. From- I had a friend that was in the military with me. He was Cuban. He says uh, they fuck down there all the time he says when you get done fucking and it dies <laughs> is that close no no good yeah. all right Toledo yeah. didn't like it's it pretty close yeah. it's pretty like close <laughs> the internet enjoy that one you but, better uh, paraphrase that yeah. I was bumping him he says in Cuba they uh, hammer the chickens constant like and when you're done I, I hit that button three times that's like 24 seconds isn't it and I go no, back in time like forever. It works, it but I like how your mind yeah, works. I hit the button because, a lot. I got those out of the way. Because you can plausible deniability. That's right. I hit it three times. I crushed that. It only works once. I didn't get any of them out. It started, though. It was tight. It was <laughs> like the chicken. Oh, yeah. man. That was cool. Let me uh, paraphrase what that man said for all you who got dumped out on that. What he said was Toledo is a cuck. <laughs> it's not what he said. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it too, Brady. He's re- got to read between the lines of this. And old Pat Robertson believes it. That's what I heard. I heard that. And then after after his wife gets hit hard, Toledo dies. <laughs> That's what I heard. I think it's time we had a prayer. That's 700 clubs on it, like 10 o'clock. Every morning. And if I've got nothing going on here, I run down to the office and try to find it. I never remember <laughs> what station it's on. But it's it's endlessly and then, entertaining. It's on the evenings, too. Oh, it's, they rerun it a few yeah. times. It's a live morning version, like the Kelly Clarkson show version of that is 10 o'clock on whatever channel. But they're right about putting the If you see somebody in your neighborhood has got themselves a Biden sign... And right behind it, it says, my wife's a teacher and she needs a raise. And then right behind that, it says something about, here all tipper ninny. <laughs> the guy inside that house probably f- Toledo's wife. <laughs> wow. 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 Because <laughs> he's a cop. I gotta go. <laughs> See you guys. Pat Robertson, everybody. He's always a treat. <laughs> we gotta settle down about the politics. Toledo's a good person. He's wrong about a lot. <laughs> but, uh, He's but a good man. I, I, I do disagree, though, and that's just a talk we can have. Yeah. I just disagree 100%. with the idea of putting signs in your yard because I think you're antagonizing, especially in this political environment. And I think you're, you're bothering you, people. And knowing you, that could change. 
next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I could be wrong about that yeah. later. I think I'm pretty pretty steadfast on the whole I'm not sticking antagonizing signs in the yeah, front yard. Yeah, that's not happening. Unless it's a Steelers sign. And that's not that's not design. If you're that tribal that you want to hurt me because I'm a fan of a football team, that's different. But, I mean, if you're throwing up political signs in this environment, you're basically announcing to someone who disagrees with you, I'm right here. That's how I see it. I don't see it as, you know, support as much as I do bowing up. Because in my neighborhood, that's exactly what's happened. Some support happened, then some bowing up happened. Yep. And now I'm worried that, like, there's going to be arguments and fights. And like you said, that guy that you said hi to for two years saw your signs, and now he won't talk to you. Nice guy, great dogs. Good trainer. He's walking him every morning at the same And he time. won't speak to you. Won't say a word to and me. Every morning, morning one, about one five. Maybe, maybe he'll change. One time. It's been every day for the last week. Oh. Since you've had the signs up. Yeah. So so about 5 a.m. he walks by. Yep. You give him a, hey, how are you? Yep. Good morning. Nothing. Not a word. No kidding. It's good. Uh, years, and two got, years and before that, all it's this week two years before that, sometimes it's him saying it. Let's hey, get some video morning. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Tape him. Tape him not saying hi. And we'll blur him out. Hey, why aren't you saying good morning anymore? And then I'll overdub it. Actually, I almost said that this morning. So, hey, I got to ask, is it the Biden-Harris sign that uh, has stopped the whole good morning back? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Ask it. Worth it. Why not? Maybe we can have Jeremy, man on the street nearby. (laughs) You go, hey, how are you? I don't want Jeremy. And he doesn't say anything. I know. That's the worst (laughs) part. And then, well, because I know why he doesn't want you at the house. (laughs) Every guy shows up. Uh, but yeah, and then Jeremy goes and finds that guy later and said, "Hey, that neighbor just said uh, hello to you. Why don't you say hi to him anymore?" It was because of his political signs. And if that were true, Richard, and you found out that people in the neighborhood weren't talking to you anymore because your signs, would you ask Lisa to take them down? No. See, and that's where no. that's where I'm right. Is that this is more of a oh yeah? No, 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 not that. It's 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 more about the. It's the freedom of speech. You can get into all kinds sure. of other debates about that. But if a sign. Like, you didn't know me before this. Like, everything was fine, and now all of a sudden right. you assume all this? Then screw you. Leave the signs up. So yeah, so it is a screw you. That's, that's my point. screw you, not for, your, not for the reasons you're saying. Well, he's doing it. I'm saying he's screwing you, so you say screw you back. And instead of civil... I'm not budging. Instead, no, yeah, it's that's not That's basically civil. what I'm saying. It's not, how is it civil for me to concede on a sign? But I'm not saying you. I'm saying there. him. He's oh, the okay. one who's being less than civil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by making it about, well, now I don't talk to you. Right. Because you believe differently than me. Yep. But, I mean, it's like putting a cross in your front yard next to a Jewish guy's house who's adamant about his big star. Right. And now you're doing it just to get them. So if he said to if he said to you, look, I want to be friends. I just don't like this in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to talk to you anymore because of this. Would you be like, you know what? That's reasonable. Or would you be like, screw you. More signs. No, not more signs. So I think no, most people are more, more signed signs. people. No, I'm not more signed people. Yeah. But listen, I, I've been on this show through... This is third president now, and you've said it nearly every time that we've had a big election like this. Look back. Things aren't that different. Fifth election. Yeah, nothing's that bad. Things like what what happened? I mean, the downturn in 2008, that wasn't necessarily presidential cause. That's that's from the markets. Yeah. yeah. A bubble. But we assign blame to whoever's in charge. And so and we're doing that now. So do I do I think that things are going to drastically change if Biden gets elected? Yeah. No. Nope. Do I think that things are going to change more than they are today if Trump gets elected? No, honestly. What he's saying is to be a cuck no matter who's president. What? Yeah. What was that word? You might have to beat that again. Cuck. It does sound terrible. Man, it does. <laughs> I just love that we've shortened cuckold into this offensive attack on people. 
I just keep healing, uh, healing, hearing a different Coach Clark. <laughs> he would have said. <laughs> I don't know. Is it there? It seems dirty, doesn't it? I mean, Toledo doesn't. Anyway, so yeah, it's it is. I I feel like it's just kind of personal attacks and stuff with the signs. And I know for a fact that I have neighbors that like me that uh, are uh, you know look, Michael and Troy, my gay neighbors are full on. Like they've got the you know hate Trumps. Love. I think that's what it says in their front yard. Trump's love, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's their cause. They're like, I hate Trump's love. Love Trump's hate. That's it. I know. <laughs> but they've got that up there, and they're fine to do it. And it doesn't make me think any less of them if I disagree with anything. I'm fine. They're, you know. Ronnie's aunt. They're good people Denver. if we MC disagree. here every day. Yeah. Just about I'm not a Biden off. guy. I'm not a Trump guy. That's the thing that people just won't accept. Right. If you I'm not one, one I have other. to be the other, yeah. and I'm not. John, I'm a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. But F. Pat Robertson, his feelings, yeah. and everything else about yeah. him. Man, well, people don't like it. <laughs> Except for 95 years of television. I think, I think he's been knocking on the gate for so many years now that he's just done. Yeah, St. Peter won't even answer. <laughs> like, come on, let <laughs> me lost the keys, sorry. <laughs> oh, we're closed. <laughs> what? How? Not 24-7 here. You come back in the morning. Okay. I got a show at 11. See, Peter got furloughed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, COVID got to the gatekeeper, so I can't get in. Good for you. I get to talk more. Now, he won't die because heaven doesn't want him. This guy's nuts. We're not ready for him. Yeah. And Satan's worried he'll take his job. Yeah, it's it's uh, Pat Robertson crushes me. Love every second of that guy blabbling. He's fun. Uh, anyway, and also that his opinions of Toledo are not opinions. They're just general statements of, of fact. And it could be true. Well, <laughs> it could be because it is. I mean, you know, two plus two is you're a cuck. Whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> Social hashtag action ride shop. Very special guest, a guy I've been uh, admiring for years and years and years on the line. We always talk about him here on the show, and he's the governor of Minnesota. It's Jesse Ventura. He's on the line. Jesse, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing this morning? Quite good, sir. Welcome, and thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Now, I've got to start off first as a uh, as an admirer of yours for uh, for many years, even in wrestling and then beyond. And you know, you know, you're dating yourself. I know. I've, I've, I've been, wait, I've been out of that business for twenty years. Unbelievable. 1990 well, is when I left. Well, that's really when I was thoroughly dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dating it pretty often, too. So uh, I watched you wrestling uh, as, as a kid growing up. I thought that was awesome. And then making the transition into movies and things like that in the 80s while you were wrestling, uh, I liked that. And then you go into politics, and I kind of leaned on the way you were talking, which is like uh, kick the bums out pretty much the whole way around. Is that not true? Well, I'm very anti the two political parties. In fact, my new position now, I don't even support the third party movement. Yeah, you're out on that thing. No, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the Democrats and Republicans have corrupted the system so bad that any third party to survive is going to have to corrupt itself. Yeah. And and you've already got a two-headed monster. Why would you want a three-headed one? Yeah, then you got the Hydra. Here's what I stand for today. I stand for the abolishment of all political parties. Turn them into political action committees. Don't put their names on the ballot. Just put names. No party designation. And I have good people that stand with me on this by the name of George, Tom, and John. 
and I'm talking there of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams especially. I got Ad- Adams stated the downfall of this country would not come from a force outside. It would come internally when political parties take over our government. And that's, well, that's exactly what's happening. And exactly. I know another Tom that would join you on that, Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's big on that, too, so you can add another hero to the list. Well, there you go. No, that that's my position today is we will never get our freedom back or our country or our government back until we abolish the political parties. And see, this is where you have me. And then sometimes, uh, in, in, in the interest of full honesty, you've got me, you've got me all the way, and then you say something, I'm like, oh, Jesse, you've gone mad. Well, wait a minute now. <laughs> Let me give you another quote. Okay. And it's a quote from somebody that's smarter than me and smarter than all of you, I think. Uh, well, maybe. A guy by the name of Albert Einstein. Uh, he's got a shot. Yeah, he's got <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. One. Here's what Einstein said. He said, a foolish faith in authority is the enemy of the truth. Yeah, this is all the stuff. In our country today, we have far too many people living with this foolish faith in authority. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, and the, that's the enemy of the truth. I completely agree. The blind faith. And that's the thing. Like here in Arizona, we've got the whole deal where our governor uh, is, you know, can't speak out loud. She makes fool of herself. The guy she's running against isn't really the most uh, excitable person in the world. And they're whole, we're the second poorest state in the country. We've got a border problem. We've, we're broke. Everything's going crazy here. And I can are, solve your border problem. But listen to our argument. We've got our two gov- our governors uh, running. To, our governor is uh, a woman, and the, her opponent's calling her sick. So she turns and says, well, you're gay. So that's what it's whittled itself down to is gay or sick and none of, none of the issues are even out there anymore and i'm sitting back like well what the hell am i supposed to do yeah well again that's how lovely the democrats and republicans have turned our country into it's true and your your solution for the border thing is this is where you start making me kind of question you. my solution <laughs> is legalization everybody absolutely because Open this up. is no different than the prohibition of alcohol when we when you prohibit something it doesn't mean it's going to go away it just means that now it's going to be run by criminals. And what you do now, just like with alcohol and Al Capone, you make criminals rich and powerful with prohibition. That's true. If you simply take away what they have to sell, they're out of business. Yeah, but you've been to Mexico. Most of it's a dump. We don't want to. We don't want to own that, right? <laughs> I I live there six months out of the year. You live in pretty America, Mexico. You don't. <laughs> no, live I don't. You I do. live where there's no electricity. What are you doing down there? Well, I wake up every morning with nothing to do, and when I go to bed at night, I'm half done. <laughs> See, you had me, you lost me, and you brought me back. It's brilliant. I love this. So uh, I have another theory because I am a, uh, I'm a bald man. I shaved my head, and I, I often looked at you and said, See, a leader that shaves his head, and then, and then you decided to grow crazy hair. I think that makes people think that you're less uh, reputable because you've got your wrestling hair back. Well, the reason I do that is to take any nonsense out of my head for running for office again. <laughs> so, yeah, so. I know that when I have my hair like this, I can't run for office. You can't win. Wait, isn't that silly? <laughs> I'm is. the same person. True. But, if, but because of my looks now, I can't run for office, but I do it on purpose. The thing you got to watch for. Uh-huh. is when I shave my head yeah. again. <laughs> That's when you're up to something. That means I may be getting back in the political arena. Because right now, you, you look a little crazy like you might go off at any point. You know, you could, you're like, I'm supposed to put nickels or in your cup or something. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> we're worried about you when your hair's like this because you look like you're at any moment now. Jesse's going to, we're going to lose him. Not at all. I'm a surfer now. Surfers okay. don't cut their hair. Exactly. All right. Who has time to cut your hair when there's waves to ride? <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's an absolute. How does a guy from Minnesota fall for Mexico beaches? 
love it. If you've ever lived in Minnesota, you'll know why. Yeah, yeah. you can appreciate yeah. it. But yeah, I, 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 well, what happened to me was simple. I, I developed an allergy to snow. I now break out in a rash. <laughs> I understand that. If I'm anywhere around snow, so I prefer, you know, going down to Mexico. I love it down there. Uh, it's fantastic. I drive it every year, you know. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's no, nuts. it's not. It's an adventure. And this is where you're crazy. This is, this is where people are missing the boat <laughs> and, on. And, you know, and I can tell you now, you know how I cross the border where all the violence is? I've done it five times. Illegally? No, I cross it to, to, to go into Mexico. But do you know how you stay out of trouble? I don't. Think ahead. I cross at the break of dawn. Bad guys are sleeping. <laughs> That's true. They don't get out there early. By the time they wake up, I'm 200 miles down. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the old cliche. If you come to a Y in the road and one one is dark and mysterious, the other has people and lights, which tra- which road are you going to take? Uh, probably the light. Take the one with the lights. Yeah. You won't have trouble then. That's true. The people lights. I like well, that Well, that's yeah. what you do there. Cross at dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they stay out. And that's true. That's Bad a good guys point. go to bed at 3 in the morning. They're sleeping. That's a, that's a good point. I might go to Mexico for just a day trip, though. I'm not sticking around and the sun goes down. Well, I'm ticked off at you guys in Arizona anyway with your immigration stops in the middle of the state. Why is that? Because you have, that defi- that's against the Constitution. You think you, you, well, Arpaio yeah. doing that? You don't like that? Once you show your passport at the border, they have no right to ask you after the border. And, and you got to wait an hour and a half. Like last year when I came through, I, my wife turns to me and says, well, I guess we better get our passports out. I said, don't you dare. I said, we're United States citizens. They have no right to ask us anything. She's and when I pulled up to the thing, I even kept my window up. The guy knocked on the window. I rolled it down, and before he could say anything to me, I looked right at him, and I said, I'm not showing you nothing. Wow, jeez. Oh, you know what he did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he Jesse. immediately waved me through. Wow. Well, yeah, because basically, if you know the rules, you can get through that stuff. Well, I bet you if I'd have had my hair dyed uh, <laughs> jet black, and with the suntan I get down there, and I bet you if I'd have rolled my window down and said, no speak English. <laughs> I bet you they'd have pulled me out and made me produce paperwork. Probably yeah. true. Yeah. Does, does your wife just go, Jesus Christ, Jesse, give him the papers. <laughs> no, she don't. She's, she's with, been with me 35 years. Yeah, she knows. Who she knows the drill. <laughs> she's in on it. Now, Jesse, here's the thing. You got the show on True TV, yep. uh, Conspiracy Theory. I've watched it a few times. Here's my only complaint. More Ventura, less the other people. I want you in people's faces the whole time. I don't care about your cast. Well, that, that would be nice. You'll get more Ventura this year in the second season, but you have to remember, I can only do so much of this. I've got to have help because there's so many people we have to go talk to. Well, just quiet them down then. Let them be background help because I like when you're in people's faces. I don't, I don't they're, care about these other people. Stuff well, too remember, scripted. though, that they're all working for me and they represent me. All right. And what's you know, the, take that attitude. Quickly, what's the biggest conspiracy you've got right now in your brain that's like, my God, the, the, this is the, the worst conspiracy. It's so hidden, uh, but it's like so obvious. Uh, the, the, the water thing. What's the, that? The clean drinking water. It's being privatized now. All this bottled water, they're selling you water that they're stealing because they drill for it up in the Great Lakes, which is illegal. You can't take water from the Great Lakes. Yeah. So the way the Nestle Corporation, which does all this bottled water, gets around it, yeah. they grease the local politicians. They buy a piece of land on a tributary into the Great Lakes. They sink their pipe down there, and they're pulling 400,000 gallons a day out, bottling it and selling it to you. And imagine if you have a company where what you sell, you get free. 
Yeah. Mm. They get this water free, and they turn around and sell it to you more expensive than gasoline. So what do because I do? Because it's a buck a quart, which makes it over $4 a gallon. That's true. What do I What do I do as a citizen? Because just well, stop buying it? stop drinking bottled water because it's a fraud. Okay. 50% of it comes right out of the tap, and actually tap water is put under more stringent checks. God. They can put anything in bottled water. It they tastes so much better, nothing. though, Jesse. Yeah, is it mental that it tastes so much better? <laughs> Must be. Yeah. It must be. I don't know, man. You know, but, uh, and, and the other thing that's big this year, we're doing John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And all the press has asked me, what can you possibly, new light can you put on the Kennedy murder after 50 years? Well, how about this? On my show, you will hear and see and read the first audio-visual confession to the Kennedy killing from a father to his son, on the deathbed, where the father makes the son promise to take it public, the son has been trying to do it for two years, but mainstream media won't even talk to him. Can he have been lying, though? Yeah. yeah. What's is that? Can he have been lying? Uh, I don't think so, because when you find out who the father is, you're going to know who it is. Mm. And, uh, it's, it's, and I've studied Kennedy for 25 years, and it's turned out to be the people who, I, who exactly I thought killed our president. Who is it? I won't watch the show. <laughs> Why you do you son of a... You're on, you're on our show. <laughs> I know. You're supposed to blab now. Oh, no, because if I tell you, then no one will watch. How about if we promise to watch? No. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I want to commend you for another thing. When you were in New York, it's all over the Internet. Uh, I would have punched him, but little Jim Norton, when he got in your face, that's all over the, uh, the web and all that stuff. I'm surprised you didn't just tear that kid up. Well, uh, you know, first of all, he obviously thinks I'm stupid. Right, exactly. Because because he tried to gain fame by doing what he did to me. Right. I'm. What does he think? I'm going to fall for that? Yeah. Well, you know, he, I just walked out of the room. I will say this: he's lucky because if he would have disrespected me and treated me that way when I was in the Navy SEALs, oh, uh-huh, yeah. he, he would have got his. Because always remember what the SEALs live by. We don't get mad, we get even. Exactly, which is glorious. See, I'm going to vote for you again. Cut your hair. <laughs> what do I have to cut my hair for? I'm uh, the same it's, person. It's just so everybody doesn't think I'm nuts for liking you. Uh, come on. <laughs> you know, the Rolling Stones have long hair, and everyone likes them. I ain't voting for them. Yeah, they're drug addicts. I would. <laughs> would you I'd, really? I'd put it this way. I'd vote for a Rolling Stone before I'd vote for a Democrat yeah. or Republican. I'll give you that. That's an absolute fact. Now, what about Arnold? Are you still friends with Schwarzenegger? I haven't talked to Arnold since he became governor. Because you you just don't like him? No. Uh, I know the job. He's busy. No. The hell you need to talk to me for? I got you. I understand. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's got you on his son as the list. I'm sure he's not going to make too much time. Another best of moment from Holmberg's Morning Sickness. <laughs> 98KUPD. Superstars very rarely grace the airwaves of radio, but we've got one today. And this one is one of those guys where... Uh, I don't think there's a single person on the planet that goes, ah, I don't like Jeff Bridges. He's liked by everybody. Jeff Bridges is on the phone. Mr. Bridges, are you there, the dude! Oh, the dude is here. The dude is in. Uh... You see, and this is the thing. I, I Everybody's probably bugging you about the dude this morning. I want to talk to you about Bad Blake. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, you now, Bad Blake, this is a, you were in the great movie, Crazy Heart. And uh, by the way, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're oh, incredible movie, uh, Crazy Heart, where you made me feel bad as I left the theater because I was sad Bad Blake wasn't real. 
Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, it was the ultimate compliment of what you do for a living to say that wasn't a real human being, and it was no longer Jeff Bridges anymore. It was some uh, you created a person. Oh, thank you, man. That's great. I love hearing that. Yeah. Now, did, is it true, you guys? It was you and T Bone and uh, a couple other people sat around at uh, what movie was it? You were sitting around just writing songs, and then fifteen years later, you got a movie. Oh, it was more like 30 years. Heaven's Gate uh, is where I met T-Bone and the great uh, late uh, Stephen Bruton, who was also so instrumental in uh, Crazy Heart. And, uh, you know, originally when the Crazy Heart script came around, I, uh, I turned it down because uh, as good as the story was, there was no music attached to it. So I thought, you know, uh, that's not going to be any good if we got lousy music. But then when T-Bone came on board. I said, oh, we can do this thing, you know. Yeah. So we had a wonderful time uh, making that movie. And I'm not even a country music fan, but hearing uh, Fallen and Flying, I bought it on the way out of the theater. I'm like, man, that's, it's just certain songs just resonate with you. And that one knocked it out. And I think it had a lot to do with the character in the movie, too. But it was just it was ridiculously touching how real everybody was in that. Oh, yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal was so good. And I think you know, she's wonderful. And Colin Farrell. It was a great, great experience. And the, the uh, young writer and director of that film, uh, Scott Cooper, was so terrific. Uh, he's got a movie that will be coming out soon called Out of the Furnace that uh, keep an eye out for it. Okay. I just saw it recently. It's amazing. Now, what is what is your favorite Jeff Bridges movie? See, you know, that's, uh, you know, that corny thing the actors say. It's like asking who's your favorite kid. You know, that's true for me. Yeah, but Jeff. I, I like Deep. I dig a lot of them. I made a lot of good movies, man. But deep down, everybody has a favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Were you? Who was it? You or Bo? Who does Lloyd like better? <laughs> I did a Saturday Night Live uh, you know, thing years ago with my brother, and my father was also in it. And uh, we had did a whole routine about that. It's pretty funny. Bo and I fighting, you know, and my father. Right. Uh, I got you know a bunch of you know favorite movies that come to mind when you ask that question. You know, uh, mentioning my brother, you know, the fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, that was a great experience, and of course uh, Lebowski and uh, you know Crazy Heart. You know, what's what's I one you're most what's one you're most proud of that people don't really uh, connect with or didn't like explode and isn't a fabulous Baker's brother in size? There's a, there's a weird movie that well, I don't think it was ever released called The Amateurs. Uh, you know, so many elements, so many things have to come together for a movie to to be a success or to be seen. This this poor movie, uh, everybody loved working on it. We had a you know wonderful cast, uh, but uh, the the distributor went bankrupt, so the movie was never released. A movie called The Amateurs. Okay. Cool. You probably get it on DVD or something, but it'll make you laugh. It's a funny movie. Now, this new movie you're in, the RIPD, uh, you took Zach Galifianakis's job. You know that, right? <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> now, are you, do you think you're a natural second if Zach turns a roll down? You were almost Alan in The uh, Hangover? <laughs> he's, he's awful good. I enjoy watching him. He's awful good. Yeah, but there there you are, and you get it. Well, Zach wouldn't do it. Isn't that a little bit like, well, screw you. I'm not doing it either. <laughs> And, and this one looks pretty good. You you are uh, you turn into Marissa Miller now and again, and I think that would be worth spending time with Marissa Miller if occasionally I woke up and she looked like Jeff Bridges. I'd, I'd deal with it. 
Exactly. Wouldn't that be wild? She's wonderful in the movie. Yeah. We got a great cast. We got Mary Louise Parker, who's one of my favorite actors. She's in it. And uh, Kevin Bacon, who is uh, just, you know, great to work with. I've admired him for a long time. And he's a musician, so we got to pick and, you know, hang out musically a bit. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then a few years from now, maybe you guys make uh, another movie about music. Yeah, maybe so. That'd be pretty darn maybe cool. So. so this movie is about you and uh, you and Ryan Reynolds are basically, uh, you're trying to capture Bruce Willis's character from The Sixth Sense, as far as I can imagine. Dead people who don't know they're dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We play, we play dead peace officers. I'm a marshal from the 1800s, and Ryan's a modern day cop. And uh, yeah, we're hunting uh, deados, people who um, are supposed to, uh, have, you know, leave this dimension and uh, and don't want to. And we've got to bring them to justice. So nice. That's the premise. It's crazy. It's, it's a crazy premise, but it kind of works. You know, it yeah. doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a comedy, but there's romance. In their drama, action, and oh, all no, that. wait a minute. Ryan Reynolds doesn't start to fall for your alter ego, does he? Oh, I'm not telling that. <laughs> yes. Yes, but yeah. Sir, that could be quite disturbing if you do a, a, a shapeshift in the middle. Yeah. Jeez, you, right. you just sold the ticket right there because i got to see that happening. Yeah, I don't, man. Uh, so, And this is the thing that scares us a little bit, Jeff Bridges, is that whenever a star of your caliber comes on the show to promote a movie, it's usually because the movie, something's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Because we don't get big stars like you. you well, we you, had Quentin Tarantino oh, for yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Well, here's we don't believe you're calling good. until you're actually on the phone. Right. Quentin yeah. Tarantino called and uh, and told oh. us. Yeah, he told us about Inglorious Bastards, and I said this isn't normal. Normally, a movie is screwed up if a guy as big as you is promoting it. And he said, "Oh, I'm." He, he said, "I'm slumming." You're right. <laughs> oh, you guys scored Tarantino. That's uh, that's saying a lot, man. Yeah. Wonderful. We're pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for uh, Jeffrey? You and the Abiders are going out, aren't you? We're going on tour. Uh, my daughter, Jessie Bridges, is going to be opening for us. And uh, it's always great to hang out with my girl. She's such a wonderful songwriter and musician. Yeah. We'll be playing uh, kind of the West Coast this trip. Uh, are you coming to Phoenix at all? Uh, not this time. We just played Phoenix not too long ago. Oh, see. Um, yeah, had a great time. I can't remember the name of the joint. It was a kind of a big art center, beautiful art center. The Mesa, Mesa, oh, Arts Center, Mesa Arts Center? The... Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Mesa Art Center. We yeah. did Tucson and Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, we need to know when you're coming to town again. Let's let's not make it so when you're just promoting movies, you should just call us all the time with things Jeff Bridges all is right. up to. Yeah, well, yeah I'm jotting that down. <laughs> hey, I bet you are. It's a miserable idea. So you can tell me it's okay. Okay. Get- no, no, my, no, 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 my publicist is right here. She's working on her iPhone right now. She's putting it in, man. Yeah, all right. Well, I wanted to say thank you also before we let you go for uh, doing what you did out there at Harris Elementary in Mesa a few weeks ago. Yeah, you, yeah, well, you came by and picked up a check for your uh, for your, your yeah. cards there, and that was pretty awesome, and people said yeah, you were here. I was really proud of that school. They were uh, they were wonderful. They raised a bunch of money for, for kids. Yeah, there you go. All right. Food. Yeah, well, it's very cool, and you're you're as advertised as cool as the dude, and and everything you could want from. Uh, from you made Jeffrey. me cry in King Kong. Yeah, you made Bernie <laughs> weep. <laughs> Thanks for uh, for being with us this morning, and uh, and best luck to you. RIPD opens up Friday. Hope it's a huge smash. You, you don't need any more help, but you're going to get it. And it's going to be right. great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you later. There you go, everybody. Right. Jeff Bridges is uh, right there on the show. How about that? I'm not a fan of weed. You don't think? No, no I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 not at all. With a laugh no, like but that. <laughs>
He's getting a little wheezy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's what happens to you when, you know, you wouldn't take part in burning things in your lungs. <laughs> the way... <laughs> He's awesome. He's better than that I thought. He's got bridges for crying out loud. There's more of the best of Homebrook's morning sickness. This Best of Brady Report is brought to you by our friends over at Hooters. Hooters is the place to catch all your football action, whether it be pro football or a college bowl game. Catch all the action at Hooters. Thanks, Hooters. And now on to today's Best of Brady Report. Happy National Pizza Day. Huge day. Seems like once a month we have this. <laughs> this is the first one of the year. Is it? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, we wait yeah. until February 1st. I don't know. No kidding. And I guess uh, there'll be some pizza specials out there. Now that Casanova Brothers is gone, who do you uh, shill for and get your free pizza? It's got to be Spinatos. There's, uh, there's been no real re. You haven't replaced the Casanova. I mean, I go, yeah, no, I mean, I have my regular stops. I get the Spinatos when I'm in I knew in that. the area. In what area? But mostly because I have to travel for Spinatos. Oh, so they, they don't, don't have, have one in Gilbert. Oh. There's going to be very soon. Good. Keep the Gilbert people Agritopia. in Gilbert. <laughs> um, so does I check out my, uh, my guy Sal there, Sal's Gilbert Pizza. That's a good pizza, actually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know everybody in it? Uh, n- no. How's Sal? There's not like Brady. Salvatore's a good guy. <laughs> he wandered around the kitchen there before. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Brady's been in more kitchens. I didn't even know that was an option. Why don't you give me a tour of that oven? And it's like a three foot by eight foot area of just two guys in a wall of ovens. That's a good setup. So let's talk prices. I got a truckload of sauces that I'm trying to unload. <laughs> just got a lose in Gilbert. Tried that out. It was um, good. It's good. Salerno's is another right, one. Settle down. Salerno's good too. Yeah. One. This where you get all free pizzas, or did you just throw no. out a list of them, and then now you're going to go knocking on doors? So I talked about you on Brady's Morning Cup today. So I don't know what that gets me, but I just thought I'd throw that bomb in your direction. Talked about your Salerno's, <laughs> Old Lou, Salvatore. Good, good peeps. Sure they are. I go to restaurants to not make friends. I just get a meal and get out of there. Got a couple of basis fun facts. The world's largest turtle recorded was a leatherback turtle washed up on a beach in Wales in 1988. It was roughly 100 years old, 9 feet in length, weighed 2,016 pounds. Wow. It's the Lizzo of turtles. Sadly, it was dead when it was found. Give or take a pound or two. Somebody says check out Vero Pizza out there, Brady. No, you know, I've had Veros. Have you? Yeah, it's a Chicago style. Okay, do a pretty good job. What does that mean? It's good. That's sort of a cruddy review. That's a not my cup of tea. Well, they haven't hooked no, no, them no, up no, yet. No. It's, it's, That's there. It is. They do a pretty good job till the end when they maybe they're, pay. They're, they're trying. You know, yeah. I'll come around to it. Do a pretty good job. I'll, I'll go back there again. I like that. That arrogance comes out of you. Do a pretty good job. I've seen better. Put the best foot forward maybe next time, huh? Maybe next time you'll get this right. Pretty good, though. Vero, where's Vero Pizza? On uh, Val Vista and Williamsville. You're amazing. You are amazing. (laughs) You are the Magellan of food sources. And they're cross streets. It's incredible. There's this woman near Vancouver, British Columbia, named Bethany Coker. And she found a bunch of mud in the driver's side 
the seat of her car last week. Didn't know where it came from. She usually leaves her car unlocked because Canada. <laughs> she assumed a, a homeless guy slept in it. Anyway, she decided to start um, locking it from now on because of the mud and steam cleaned the whole seat. Uh, then cut to three days later when she went to put something in her car at work and realized someone was hanging out in her trunk. Ew. She noticed the windows were fogged up. Then she was putting something in, on her passenger seat when she heard a voice say, Hey. She uh, looked over and saw the guy's face through the hole that leads from the trunk to yeah. the passenger. The armrest came, for came down. For skis? Yeah, for yeah. skis or uh, a two-by-four that you bought sure. at Home Depot to get home. <laughs> to get home in your Honda. Yeah. And uh, found out, uh, oh, the guy told her, he says, um, he told her it was his rite of passage and that he was the son of the Pope. So at that point, she flipped out. Grabbed a co-worker. They called 911. You've got him dead to rights. He's locked in your trunk. You go get the, uh, that two-by-four for that car you bought, and you just start bashing it into <laughs> yeah. that hole. Sure you decide, let, or send him here to the open. We'll take <laughs> him. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take him, him for Actually, a week. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> He's Phoenix's own now. This is surprising, but it turned out the guy has issues. Huh. Oh, um, no. He'd been drinking. He thought someone was chasing him, so he climbed in her trunk. And he had been there for three days. And he's squeezing in and out of that hole to sleep at night and then get back in in the morning? Didn't freeze to death. The cop says uh, getting the help that he needs now. Who cares? He's a nice man, buddy. He was in a close I didn't mean no harm, eh? He's the Pope's son, right? Bethany says the craziest part of this is when she realized she'd been driving around with him while running errands the past three days. Never made a peep. Good on him. That's a good roommate. Yeah, well, you go back in and you... You stab that hole. You reach in there and you start cutting them up. Or you shoot. I'm, anybody gets stuck in my trunk for longer than a day and I find them, they're not coming out of there getting mental health. There's going to be some hospitalization before that for the beating they take from that little ski hole in my car seat. Uh, this pub in England that claims to be the oldest pub in the UK is uh, closing its doors after 1,229 years Whoa, that's oh. a good run. In business. <laughs> Who's the new owner and how bad does he yeah. feel? The name of the place is Ye Old Fighting Cocks. Yes. There's a big rooster statue in front. It opened in the year 793. But <laughs> wait, 7? Seven? 793. Oh, my God. That just put it in perspective how long uh, it's been and, open. And when I heard this, um, I'm like, it's not going to close now. Seven. There's no way. And so no. they said they're, they're closing, but... Now, rumor has it someone else is going to step in. Come on, shut it down. This <laughs> yeah. pub's useless. You're still selling food from the plague. Um, it was called the Yield Fighting Cocks because that's where they used to have some cockfights yeah. back in the day. They did a lot of things different back then. <laughs> to put it in perspective, 793 Three. was about 200 years after they finalized the Bible. It's still being finalized. Well, oh, the no, they, they actually locked the second the version. Second version. Yeah. yeah, the, the yeah. newbie. Well, it's been remodeled a it's few times. It's been remodeled. Of, thing. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the Bible. Yeah, no, the Bible has to. It's been remodeled, too. Oh, yeah, no, there's, oh, no, they're not going with the original 793 <laughs> yeah, the architecture. original roof. We've yeah. learned a thing or two since. Yeah, that yeah. roof's only 300 years old. But the pub is, you know, in principle, still around. There's probably a wall still standing inside. This is the original wall where we used to bleed people. Oh, the inside looks old. Oh, you know. Well, the, yeah. the second. 1,200. Yeah, it's 1,200 years. The second half, that was the newer 
that came in nine ninety three, sure. two hundred years later. Yeah, and the upgrade when all that money started rolling. Yeah. <laughs> that was when they were open for as long as America has been a country. That was a th- that was the year one thousand. That's insane, crazy. But who's running it now? I just couldn't keep it open. Times are tight. Pandemic. They got rocked by the pandemic. They had the plague at one point and stayed open. The coronavirus took them down? How could they not keep it? That thing's got to be paid for 10 times over by now. They had a thousand thousand year lease on that deal, and it was up. Yeah. The landlord, I have to tell you, I've come from the Shire to tell you a lease is expired. We've got to shut it down. We don't have the punters. Maybe if you stopped serving mud as one of your meals. It's a tradition. That's insane. 1,200 years and you're on the on your watch. you got to put a lock on the door. That's sad. Breaking news. Like it has been well, how long, how, purchased. Hold on. How old is this stuff up there in Sedona at the Indian ruins? That's like 1,500. Yeah, some of those. And, so, are, and yeah, you look at that. They're cave drawings yeah. and they didn't know what horses were. And, and we're talking... UK's got bars. Yeah, yeah 15, <laughs> 1600s. And then this place had a club. <laughs> I mean, it's that's a place mind in the, numbing. You know, like Pompeii, still rolling. It's crazy when you think of the ADBC stuff. And they're like, yeah, that, that was there then. But those were, like, I don't know, this is just a business. It's not special. Ah, uh, like, you jagoffs. It's probably mean. a gay bar now. Sedona, my face. <laughs> Sedona, my face. <laughs> But you go through and you're like, they're calling this- it the ye old coconuts now. The new owners. Really? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, everyone. Stop having so much fun. Please stop. I don't like what's going on here, and we're going to shut the bar down. This is not all we originally intended when we opened. Have a bunch of inside out dicks at the Raging Fighting Cock. The name tells you right now it's about fighting cocks, not chopping them off. Turn this music off. No more Kim Petrus in the Fighting Cock. I'll tell you right now, I'll close this bar after 12, after a... a 1,000 year run, I will close it if I hear one more Kim Petrus tune on that jukebox, which was put here at 800. And not to play, turn it off. We're shutting down. Hold on a minute. Did the Brady, twinks have taken over. <laughs> did Brady say the pandemic took this place down? It survived the yeah, plague. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Pay attention. All right. The, not that plague, this plague hit me from the back. Do I have another option? Good God, that man's got great breasts. In 1563, they said, we can't take one more plague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. That'll shut us down. It's a gay bar now. I'm not interested. Not with the original founders of the old fighting cock had in mind. Well, so technically, though, it's named Fighting Cock, so we got the wrong impression. You sure did, Twink. Out the door. <laughs> Peloton laid off 2,800 employees yesterday. Oh. About 20% of their workforce. Because of sex in the city? Each person's severance package includes a one-year Peloton subscription for free. It's a $500 <laughs> value. Well, that's pretty nice. Hey, they're we pretty appreciate new. your work. Here's your parting gifts. Well, if you were doing a better job, you wouldn't have to worry about your parting gifts. The severance you packages been, you've been hung on to include some other stuff, but the free subscription is all people. 
we're talking about because uh, they're excited about that. Thanks. Hey, by the way, f- you, you're fired. We didn't have to give you anything. You're going to bitch about what we gave you on the way out the door? We don't need you anymore. We could have given you nothing. I hate this mentality yeah, that sure some company have... owes you something. It's a job. They call I it. I gave them twenty years yeah. of my life, John. Well, nobody gave Peloton twenty years. It's like right. six years old. And if you're low level twenty eight hundred people, that just meant they hired too much over the past couple of years, and they got to dump some of the bottom. It's falling off. I don't get it. Like if a place fires you, yeah, you can say you're mad because I did all this and they didn't give me anything. They don't owe you anything. They give you a paycheck every two weeks, the entire time you did uh, your time there. If they give you something at the end, it's just it's nice. 401k. That's you. That's your thing. They don't owe you anything. They call it work for a reason. It's not supposed to be super fun. If it is, that's bonus. And if you went to work there originally, and there's supposed to be some kind of other severance package, then they they stopped that. But they there wasn't any deal. You still don't. They still don't owe you anything. Go to work to get paid, period. Not to have gifts at the end. It's not a game show. we got to get out of this mentality, especially as Americans. Americans used to be hardy and strong, and now we're like, I'm going to get fired, and they didn't even give me anything. It's like, you got fired. Be upset about that. Have some pride and ambition and go get a new job. Well, those guys are dicks, though. you got to admit, that so? is kind of funny, though. That the, it's great. A year. Hey, it's hilarious. Like, hey. Thanks for working at X- XM. Yeah. We're going to give yeah. you a year's subscription. I'll You'll never it. know when it delays. Hey, you hey, know what I need? Now. You know what I need at that point? Freebies. A bunch of free stuff. Yeah. So yeah. if it's a Peloton membership, that's great. I might be able to street pawn that. Yeah, can we switch it over? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't get it. They don't owe you a thing. Just give me your login info, Brady. Yeah. And, and there's times when they're like, wow, that guy worked here for 20 years and they gave him two weeks. That's pretty rough. But they don't owe you anything. They can be dicks. They're allowed to be. They shouldn't be. They should treat the workers better. You're not a worker anymore. You're fired. Why are you getting anything? Maybe you should have been a better worker. I just don't understand it. A new study of the University of Chicago found that you might be able to lose weight by just sleeping more. Oh. Hi, Brady. Here we go. Time for Brady's Fat Guy Propaganda News with Ralphie Beck. Go ahead, Brady. Tough. Shut your mouth, Humberg. Researchers tracked how many hours people slept a night. That's right. Compared it to what they ate and when people got a full eight hours they consumed 270 fewer calories a day for people uh for some people it was up to 500 calories less it wasn't because they started uh, or stayed in bed and reduced their eating hours it also has to do with the two key hormones that control how hungry we are when we tend to uh feel hungrier we eat worse and when you're sleep deprived you you tend to eat more that's right, baby. You mentioned the word eight so much, I'm going to go get some. 270 calories is a lot if you uh, make it a habit. They say cutting that many calories could help you lose 20 pounds in three years, about nine pounds a year. Just sleeping 20 hours a day and eating 270 calories. Eight hours, okay. eight hours a day. Why don't you just build a cocoon and live in it, you Well, you're loser. a rail after your yeah. surgery. How then. lazy are you that your plan is, I lose about 20 pounds over the next 36 months. No, but if you did it nine pounds, because that's how weight comes on for people generally. It's right. like 30 years, you're putting on nine pounds that's a year. That's what people tell themselves, and it is true. Yeah. You can add weight slowly in over 25 years. But if you're if you're fat now, you're not thinking, well, it's over the last 20 plus. It's now. You want to lose it now. You don't want to go, well, I'm going to lose it the exact same way I gained it, which is two pounds a year. Yeah. You, can, you don't do that. When you're fat, 
you're like, I put this on. I don't care how I put it on or how long it took. I want it off now. And sleeping and eating 270 calories less so you can lose 20 pounds in three years isn't doing a thing. All I know is there's more and more medical stuff that comes out that talks about how important sleep is. It's huge. Yeah. I don't know why we need doctors to tell us that sleep. Like your body shutting down is very important. It has to do it. I'm terrible at proper sleep, the surgery thing. I'm forcing myself to just lay around a lot because it helps healing. Right. And it works. Like, I'm better this time than I was last time because I kept pushing it and getting up. When I'm doing my work and I'm doing my exercise, but I'm out. When I'm out, I'm out. And I'm sleeping. feels great. But I'm not, you know, hopping on the scale going, hey, it's working. 20 pounds in three years. You wouldn't even notice. A Home Depot employee in Tempe, Arizona, not sure if you heard about this story, was swapping out nearly 400000 in real money with fake bills he bought on Amazon. Whoa. His name is Adrian Pinata. 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 Yep. Don't laugh at that, Brett. Don't act like that's no bad. Pinata. Come on. It was very racist of Brady to call him Adrian Pinata. I said he was stealing money. (laughs) He was a vault associate associate at the store, meaning that he was in charge of counting the money and taking it to the bank. What was his name again, Brady? Burrito Pinata. Adrian Canasta was his name. <laughs> Mexi Melt Pinata. He'd been doing it the past four years, swapping That's the dough. Good. Uh, Adrian bought the fake money on Amazon. A pack of 100 fake $100 bills cost around $9. He bought more than 3,700 fake 100s. And 22 orders over the past few years, totaling $371,000 in fake money. And no one noticed. It's pretty good ROI. That's really good. The serial number on the bills actually said play money. And nobody noticed this. It's unclear how long uh, they were on to him, but Home Depot has video of him making 16 swaps. Wow. And the banks didn't He was arrested last week. Admitted to stealing the money. He's agreed to pay it all back. Well, yeah, take his money. I got it. I got that in the safe. Follow me. I'll pay it back. <laughs> yeah, if they're saying that's what they found. All right. Well, I can write you a check right now. All right, Pinata, we're on to you. You guys are dicks. It's not my name. All right, let's follow him to his house. Just listen for the music. There he is. That's his. Oh, it's another Mexican restaurant, sir. He's in there. Hey, Pinata. Pinata. This money with the. Uh, what is that? Pancho Villa on the front of it. It's not cashing. So guys quit following me around. Hey, Pinata. Brady says you've been doing this for two years, and we're too stupid to figure it out. After, after you get away with it for two years. Holy for holies, this guy's a crook. <laughs> hey, look, I think I found his other house. Another Mexican restaurant, sir. Hey, he's in there. Just go in the kitchen. Hey, get it. He's back there. Passing fake bills. We're on to you, Pinata. Yeah, yeah, whatever, Pinata. So how long? You said two years? Four years. Four years he's passing money that says play money on the front of it. Yeah. And that one person who got changed said, hey. I think he skims it. Uh, I think these are deposits. Okay. Nobody so maybe he takes it from the bank, brings in the deposit. They figure out, oh, there's there's a couple of fake bills in here. I'd get a new bank. Let's find out where it's going from. But so this investigation has been years? going on. Yeah. 
I'd get a new bank. Those yeah, idiots can't yeah. figure it out. Yeah, I, I got to figure that there's somebody in, in the aftermath of this that has to be. Well, you're wondering if uh, people at the uh, register are taking the fake bills or not. But it's a, it's up to the manager of that Home Depot at the end of the night. Then that would be a red flag right away, I would think. Each but. individual cashier doesn't have a drop at the bank. It goes to a manager, and he puts it all in one bag, and right. they have a drink. But now you're trying to figure out, is someone coming in and using these bills to pay, and we're not catching it? Sure. But if so, it's for four years. It took him four years. And then you start turning the cameras on your employee. He's a pretty good employee outside of this. It's four years employed. He's pointing the fingers at everyone else. All right, which one of you? If you could tolerate his music, that pinata gets things done around here. <laughs> What's a pinata's ass today? <laughs> I don't know. Get him over in lumber. He knows his way around that like nobody's business. <laughs> Watch him take a trench. It's amazing. Here's some play money. You're not even lying about it. Appreciate that, Pinata. <laughs> God damn it. This is amazing. This and guy. that would be the funny thing is he got that. I got $400 of this money. It's like, where'd you get it? From a pinata. Oh, that makes sense. You bash a pinata, <laughs> gives out fake bills. That's fun. YouGov surveyed almost 16,000 adults, and the question was, if you had a partner who publicly expressed a controversial opinion that you disagree with, how responsible would you be for your partner's opinion? Talked about that this morning. Mm -hmm. All of it. What? You're responsible. You're in. You're locked. Very responsible, 11%, according to the survey. Somewhat responsible, 20%. Not at all responsible. Fifty-four percent. Uh, well, fifteen percent. We're not sure. Hmm. Tell that to Andrew Yang, who just tried to be nice to Joe Rogan yeah. for a second. Now everybody's attacking him. How, and when you're saying you're one hundred percent responsible, so if Megan says something completely stupid, that's controversial. You disagree with her opinion that's on it. That's why I said earlier this morning yeah. I would throw her under the bus. It's the stand by your man line that's garbage. You don't stand by the person that just said something completely stupid. If Ronnie went out and did something really dumb, that's going to take you down. Like we talked about, this is what no, we talked this about is this basically, morning. I don't think it's. I think it's just in a in a crowd. You know, you're at a party or something. Right. And she says something that this is what she feels on this, and you differ from it. You're on your own, sister. That's the first thing I'd that's, say. That's what that question to is about. It's not an action or something that would get. Trouble, but if there's other people and you disagree, I don't have a problem then saying you're I disagree. But then with you're one hundred percent admitting that if you don't, you're tied to it. Right. You have yeah, yeah, to yeah. differentiate yourself from that opinion immediately because if you, you don't, that link yeah. that's the bogan opinion. Correct, but I think people are saying that they, you know, half of them said, "I'm not responsible." I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm not responsible right, for that. Like, I would be in that half because I'd yeah. be like, if she says it, every man on is yeah. for themselves. If she says something stupid, I'm going to say, that was stupid. What would you say that for? But if I don't say anything, then my wife, and she did that, and the whole room hates her now. But i got to stand by her. We disagree on this. Yeah. Like, uh-uh. We still get along. We are one house united. I'll team up on the. I'll team up against her if she says something real stupid. Like, ah, this is terrible what you've done. This how is, stupid uh, is how stupid is what she said, though? Right. To I what mean, degree? And to what degree? I mean, it's like there's certain points where she, if she's in a crowd and she's saying stuff that's getting people riled up, like, what am I? With Abby Hoffman all over right, here? I don't need this. All right. yeah. <laughs> Get the Chicago 7. <laughs> say, time, time to remove hey, the Chicago 7. I'm with you. Let's go home. 
the matter with you? You're drunk. Um, this go- coincides with the little fun fact about the uh, noise of engines. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. If Ronnie gets a couple pops in her party, mm-hmm. bombs the N-word. Oh. Yeah. You can't yeah. shake that. Uh, it's her choice to use that. We <laughs> yeah. differ on but guess this. guess what? Guess who's getting in the car with her at the end of the night? Time to go, Eminem. Let's get out of <laughs> here. Eminem never said it. That's the thing. You're tied to that. You can you can try to separate. You are. That's it. Yeah, that would be the first time that. Uh, well, sure. Uh, I'm but not, I am but tied with him. Yeah, that's my wife. And now you're. Exactly. You now can say, I totally disagree with this. Now we're going to go home. So you're tied to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how, and how many friendships are you immediately going, well, I can't go over there again. Right. That was embarrassing. What the F did you just say? Yeah. What did you say? I Get the goddamn car. I said, I met it. What are you going to do? So anybody who believes, oh, she says what she wants, it doesn't tie back to me. It's a direct representation. What's that, uh, the thing that you're always representing your work? I forget the the phrase. It's a legal term. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. are always representing your workplace. And it's been around since way before social me- media or anything else. When we were talking about like Christmas parties. Yeah, just always. Just in general. hours. Life. You're out and doing things and somebody's like, yeah. this dude just dropped about nine N-bombs over at Castaways. It gets back to your employer. Do you think John Rocker's family or, or Joe Rogan's family now, do they, they feel like... To, that's why Spotify's on the hook. That's why everybody's like, Spotify still hasn't done anything. They stand by him. That means that they support his... Those are his views. Right. So They're not, not ours. ours. Yeah, but if you keep them, they are. Because then it's hard to... You can't shed it. You are the company you keep. It's a good debate. I think it ends the second it's you say... It's a court of public opinion debate, yeah, though. I think it's it, your friends label you a certain way. You're not fighting that. I think it ends the second you say, if your wife just threw an N-bomb at a party, Oh yeah. are you tied to it? Yes. 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 It's 100%. A, it's 100%. Anybody can say they were wrong. Now, you know, and again, in that stuff, like you said, in the, if it's most of the time words are said in the heat of a battle. Sure. I'm not asking Sometimes, why. Yeah. She still did it. You're tied to it. Yeah. And stop having battles at parties where the N-word gets tossed around. Quit going to Brady's party. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rap battle. Yeah. <laughs> On that game, you guys. Yeah. Uh, and then one last thing. Because this is on. We got this this morning. Uh, but last night, this is how desperate the news is to have a witness. And in an, when an event happens in Apache Junction and you need a television witness and you're a new reporter and they're like, get me somebody who saw it on TV. Apache Junction is tough. See if you can tell when the resident of Apache Junction starts talking about this. Uh, the off, There's an officer shooting in Apache Junction on Main Street and Merrill Road. I don't even know where that is because I don't go to Apache Junction for a reason. It's in Apache Junction. Uh, listen to the news report, and you'll. I think you'll probably pick up on when the guy from AJ's talking. The other suspect that was inside the truck. Now, we did speak with one man who was passing by this area. Take a listen to what he had to say earlier. Oh, me and my mom were out down around. My mom does no. And the gun to hold up. What's it going to do? I don't know. I don't want to drive it. I don't want to get involved. Ah, well, good. I'm glad we have that. Why? I didn't know Boomhauer moved <laughs> to Apache Junction. Yeah, I, he may be deaf, but 
Don't put them on yeah. TV. Just that's not a quality interview. And the girl is clearly young and new, and this she's is very going pretty. Viral for sure. Yeah, she's, I think she did it on purpose too. But she's like, he's deaf. The mom. Did you guys see it? I thought. Can you tell us what you saw? All right, never mind. I'm sorry. It's like the autistic kid. This is no good for my job. Your mom's been a teacher on Charlie Brown for how yeah. long? On your thing, I can't be on your new thing. Yes, Mrs. Johnson. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Fox 10's got the exclusive report. Your Honor, I can't possibly prosecute on this man's eyewitness. Then we heard bang, bang. You didn't hear that. And it was too late because it was live. They couldn't. No, they, it wasn't live. That, that producer, was a reco- that's recorded. I know. Why yeah. would the producer go? They went you know and edited that. that. Yeah, don't clip it. They're dying in the truck. <laughs> Play it again. Let's see if they'll really run this. <laughs> Play the part where he fucks. Now I want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, well, everyone wants to hear it again. Why wouldn't you? But they interviewed the deaf guy to tell us oh, about. No, no, no. My mom does no. I think she cuss like a sailor. <laughs> so here's your area. But she, but she plays it off beautifully because right after she's like, well, that's the reporter live from the... I'm like, wait a minute. There's an apology missing from your comeback there. Sorry, we weren't supposed to include that. Your oh. one eyewitness is a deaf guy who can't talk. He doesn't necessarily need to go on there. Oh, that's near dad's used cars. I think on the. I think when I was watching news last night, they said it was around Chrisman or something like that. Yeah, it's I between Chrisman and uh, whatever the next major one is. Okay. That's where Merrill is. It's... Uh, on uh, Holmberg Never and John Will Never Be Here <laughs> Avenue. It's on the intersection of that. Never a Holmberg Avenue. Look and he's got that. no teeth either, the, the guy they put on TV. So I don't know if he's deaf or if it's a drug thing. I don't care. I'm just, look, I'm judging off the fact that that's pretty much why I don't go to Apache Junction because that guy's my waiter. Look at the size ah. of that Yantera. Yeah, that's a good size Yantera. <laughs> <laughs> They have Mexicans at Apache Junction. Why wouldn't they? Because it's worse than Mexico. <laughs> why would you? Why would you crawl no, all the way up here? Back yeah. Why would you crawl all the way up here and live in Apache Junction? At least live in my backyard or something until the cops come. Jail's better. Okay, sir, you saw it all. Yep. Okay, let's talk. RV dealer Yantera. Don't do my The burrito guy can come by him in the food truck. Bang bang. Okay, thanks. Okay. Go edit that, gents. You really want to include that in your report, Christy? It's your first day. Back to you, Stephen yeah. Jen. <laughs> this is why Carrie Lake quit. I'm Christy Johnson. Bang, 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 bang. It really sucks out there. Yeah, it's a patchy like, junction. I know, but it's like I didn't think it could get worse, but it Look looks at, like it has. Oh, time is not going to be kind to AJ. <laughs> Man. That's... They redid that a couple years. Yeah, that's ago. that's, 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 no, that's the better version. <laughs> that's the upgrade. Golf car store. Hey, look, there's a guy on uh, the map thing that Toledo's looking at. It's got a DUI. You know how I know? <laughs> He's on a bike. Has he got an ankle bracelet on? <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> it probably glows. No He's way. not supposed that's, to be out of the house. He stole that's that. That's retirement right Is there. that a kid's BMX? No, it's a mountain bike, but there's is no it, helmet. Is it? He's in jeans. That's how you know a guy's got a DUI. He's on a mountain bike in jeans. That's a it's not for exercise. No, he's going no, to work. No, he's got a he's got a camelback. He's got a camelback because yeah. he's got a drink. <laughs> it's because he's at a. He's, and I know what's in that camelback <laughs> too. Exactly. Vodka. I don't think I can get in trouble doing this. 
And the Google Street View does capture everything, doesn't it? We talked to the mayor of Apache Junction about what he thought. You know what the best thing about us? He says Yeah, you know what the best thing about us making fun of that guy is? He can't hear it. And I can say that because Brady has a hearing aid and we're friends. So Yeah. I'm not mean to all deaf people. Just the ones on the news giving me eyewitness accounts. Because it immediately ruined the story. It's an officer-involved shooting. Are and I'm talk- sitting here going, ah, I'm laughing at it. <laughs> You're talking to the coach from Waterboro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there had to be, like, he, he was driving around with his mom. That's the first thing I heard. I'm driving around with my mom. Like, interview mom. How bad was mom? Nope. Talk yeah, to my we, boy. Talk to, talk the, to my boy. We got to talk to Captain Diction over here to get the true story. All right, we can't put her on the air. How ugly is your mom? That <laughs> we had to go with that. Great Man, job. It just sucks out there. <laughs> All right, you're just looking at pictures. Look at this. This is ridiculous. That's actually a really nice section. There, that's new. Tractor Supply. Tractor well, Supply House. That's you're not fooling around with that. Fancy. Big old island. Like they have plans of expanding Apache Trail. Did they? Main Street. Yeah, that's Apache just, Trail is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's just no one's. The reason here's what I'm saying. Keep heading west. I know you people in Apache Junction listen and stuff, <laughs> but no, none of you are there saying this was your final stop. It's, it's no one's goal. No one's goal is fourteen thousand dollars a year and living in age. It's just not your goal. Hey, it's not. They got a, a book exchange, John. Right. You can trade it for meth because who needs a book? <laughs> that's been that's been closed for years. <laughs> I found a book. Give it to me. We don't have those here. Exchange that for whatever you want in here. So that, broke that broke the law. That broke the law. Apache Land Book. And you know what the best thing about the book exchange is? It's B O O K X C H A N G E. There's one letter missing. They decided to just go with the hip exchange rather, than, and it's for reading. Look how big the book exchange is. The book exchange, you bring in a book, one of them nasty-ass, gross learning books, you can walk out with something else. We'll exchange it for whatever. Get the Yantera next to the book exchange. A lot of tire shops in this city. Anyway, all I know is you just don't talk Brett's to this guy. Brett's just disappointed in <laughs> Also, for, for some reason, he has two pairs of glasses on. Shut up. No joke. Those are his bifocals. Why'd you get new prescription? Not to get new glasses, dummy. Why? Just get Oh, there's a <laughs> there, there's a billboard right above the up and smoke that was the problem. It says Ivy Brain Tumor Center. That explains everything. Wow. I have never seen advertisements for brain tumors. They've hyper-focused onto their audience. <laughs> AJ's loaded with brain tumors. Got it. Hello, uh, billboards are us. Yeah. Hey, we want to advertise, <laughs> and we really want to narrow-cast our audience. Where do you think the best place to buy it, AJ? <laughs> Why AJ? Why would they be the one? Listen to this for two seconds, and let me tell you, you're going to hit your, you're gonna hit your <laughs> mark. <laughs> Two glasses. I don't understand. Could be the nicest man in the world. I'm just saying. On an officer shot in Apache Junction headline, I can't have that guy telling me the info. 
it's, it automatically becomes a funny story. <laughs> Think, idiots. All, you know what, news people? Because I know a lot of them listen to us. I know a lot of them listen. Troy Hayden listens. You're doing this on purpose. Think. Is Holmberg watching this? And then think, should I do this? Not because I'm going to make funny or I'm, I'm that powerful or anything. But just think, if, if it comes into your mind, is John watching this? Yeah. What would he do? He'd yeah. make fun of it. Because the guy at 15 is like, sometimes we run these stories and we think, oh, no, because you're going to make fun of it. Because you make fun of Steve Irvin all the time. If it, just think before you put that on the air. And put it through the Holmberg's morning sickness test. Are these guys, because we're unafraid to go after the deaf guy. That's your fault. You're the idiot. To be fair, you've called Steve Irvin out for his great teasing. Best teaser in, in all of sports. <laughs> I don't know what he is. That's horrible business right there. Nope what Academy for yeah. Autism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hope. Hope, hope, hope. hope. Uh, it looks like nope to me. Yeah. It's the Autism Exchange. <laughs> he called his Uber driver a what? <laughs> Tonight at 10. More at 10. It's like the joke that Megan and I made up years ago driving by that uh, school for the deaf. And I said, I wonder what that cost to get in there. And then in my head, I had said, what did the deaf lady say when they gave her the bill for the school for the deaf uh, semester? And Megan hit it. She goes, what? <laughs> so what did, what did she say when they told her how much it cost? What? Because it's double funny. <laughs> hey, she might not have heard it, or she was surprised, or both. It's a great joke, but it's not as good as AJ. Anyway, I digress. News people think, think. Did you not go to broadcast school? I didn't, and I know better. Somebody, uh, there you go. Somebody had to. Like, I gotta get out. Of even this. Brett I gotta get out of this. Yeah, joke. look, I want out. Even Brett and I in the editing bay would look at each other and go, "We can't." Can and we? Some of the things oh, you've edited. In oh, please. Oh, if Bert and I look, no, no. Christy, we should run this. Oh, if it's for, if we hate her. Oh right. yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Oh, if I, but she's guaranteed. Yeah, if we hate the news girl, you're right. That's true. But if Brett and I are sitting there, as, as bad as Brett's humor gets sometimes, <laughs> and as, as much as I like to tamper with that, we'd look at it so we can't do this. But I'd be sending it out to all you guys on oh, text. Like, look at who Christy interviewed for the cop thing. Now, what if we find out I had six interviews? This was the best of them all. Then you don't run then an you don't interview. Run it, yeah, I, I, I'm not a news person. I know better. I'm an AJ. I, I, I am better than every editor and every final straw guy at Fox 10 Extra because I would have never allowed that out. No, they ran the wrong. Let you're a reporter. That news director is going to be in hot water today. Oh, it's got to be. Maybe. Or, or because look at all the push they're getting. They're just going to start interviewing more people who can't talk. That's great for Charlie us, Charlie Creedle's going to be like, uh, I'm Mark Curtis on 12. I'm Colin Quinto. Welcome to Colin Quinto. Colin Quinto. <laughs> Have an open mind. And with the weather. Yeah, Charlie. Hi, President. I'm coming up on my hand. I'm complaining <laughs> about We have a lot of weather in Carolina. Hold on to your move. I'm talking right now. Hold on to your moving ticket. I'm going to move all over the place. Is there grapple? And now I ask this. Mark, you have $10? No, Charlie, I don't have $10. <laughs> I'm just into one of them, $10. How many dicks out for the weather, Charlie? Five, come five dicks out for the weather. <laughs> Mark, can I borrow your shower? No, you cannot borrow my shower, Charlie. <laughs> I'd watch that. Curtis and Creedle. Curtis and Creedle. If Divine, Caribe <laughs> Divine and Charlie Creedle were sitting next to each other, Charlie, you know what you'd just be like, Charlie? 
Hang on a minute. Read the teleprompter. Can't clean it from here. Would you be allowed to go out having Subway sandwiches with me? I'll go out and have a sub with you. Do you have $10? Oh, oh uh, no, I'm not going. There's a Filiberto. Boy, you're touring all of uh, the I'm tour of AJ. way down at, uh, Main, Main Street. It's the next family road trip right yeah. there at AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it can't be any worse than where you went. Rest of the morning sickness is on the air. K-U-P-D. Well, it's a big I watched because the music would start, and I always struggled. Like, who's is that? Who's is that? Who's is that? Because everybody else knew, all the hillbillies in the crowd knew who was coming. And I'm like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that guy? Well, it tells you in the song. That's what I'm saying. Now, Big Show made it really easy for me. Yeah. Like, I know this one. Yeah. It's the Big Show. And he's on our phones right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Big Show. He's on the How phone. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. You know, I was listening to your commercial when I was on hold about the LASIK eye surgery, and I was sitting there thinking, yeah, that was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, I got LASIK too, so there you go. It is without question. Thank you for that, because they're going to pay me extra now. This is <laughs> without a doubt, and you know how to play the game. I know you. It, it is literally, though, isn't it? I mean, just all BS aside. Like, what were we doing before with the context and nonsense? Yeah, it was like the colors were sharper, and I, and I was running around the house annoying everybody because I was reading the ingredient labels on the smallest packages I could find, like, showing off. Like, I can see now. Yeah. And you're like, I married that? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, what no, what I happened to you, that. honey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, I need to talk to my attorney quick. <laughs> Don't call Hulk's attorney. It's a nightmare for that. Yeah. <laughs> Big Show, uh, you're uh, on with us right now, but I, uh, all I'm thinking about is uh, whether or not you saw Girls on Sunday night. Were you watching that show? Uh, no. You're no, familiar? I was working Sunday night. Are you familiar? No, what is Girls? Well, girls is an HBO show that's uh, doing fairly well, but they're trying to get a bigger audience. And they had a girl performing. Uh, a dude uh, was uh, had his face in her butt right there on TV. And she's the daughter okay. of Brian Williams, NBC News anchor. Okay. So if, you, um, so if you ever have ratings problems, that's the move because everybody's talking about the Anilingus thing. You know, we tried that years ago because we're cutting edge. We actually had Vince's face in my butt in the pay-per-view, and it didn't do well. So. <laughs> you have to watch it online. You did it wrong because I guarantee you they've mastered it. What you guys were doing. Yeah. I did it in the pay-per-view. I think DX put Vince's face in my butt, so I don't think yeah. it did well. So. Well. It's an uncomfortable experience for me. I really don't want to talk about it. So. <laughs> How you feel? Now, wait a minute. Do you feel like you were abused? Perhaps we should get to the bottom well, of this. It's, I don't think I was abused. I'm okay. Uh, all, all for the sake of entertainment. I mean, the, the nickname's already taken, but we could switch you to the Big Hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Big Hurt. I think if anybody needs therapy after that experience, I think Vince probably would say the <laughs> yeah, truth. That's so. probably true. I mean, uh, now, when you know... know he, he, he got to see the, uh, the dark abyss. So there you <laughs> that's go. That's right. That's the real big show. Now, do you, uh, <laughs> do you know, did you know that was going to be part of the show that night? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we came out years ago and said this is entertainment. I mean, I'm, I play a character on TV in an athletic soap opera, basically. Yeah, so, uh, but when you knew that um, was coming up, did you do? Did you go to extra lengths to clean that area, or did you let Vince take the whole day? Yeah, I actually had my, I had my, I had my wife and my sister-in-law shave my butt. So, yeah. so I <laughs> a full team crew. Wait a minute, you're so big you've got two people to so, shave your ass? That's amazing. you got to take ass. What do you want? Come on. You've got to contract that out. 
my wife and my sister-in-law that were dying laughing, and I'm dying of embarrassment. I'm like, can you guys just do this? My butt's going to be hanging out on that. I don't want it to look like, you know, you know, a strangled Wookiee. Can you just help me, please? Stop laughing. Can you just, it's not funny. This is embarrassing. Just help me out. Don't want anyone to get tangled. That brings me to another question, Big Show, because you do know. Oh, like, boy. You know, you're an inter- <laughs> you know, it's going so well. We've already talked about it. Yeah, this, I got that out of the way. This reminds me of the interview I, I had with. I phone call after this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of when we talked to Betty White. Uh, anyway, so uh, knowing the scripts and knowing that it's going to get out of hand, are there any things that you regret? Um. You know, I, I don't know if it's so much regret. I think, um, you know, in our industry, we always push the envelope a little bit sometimes. I think uh, some of the hard stuff for me is is the uh, when I'm when I turn deal or turn bad guy, which happens seems like every other week. Um, I think some of the hard things sometimes is is not being able to to interact with the fans on a positive note. Because I mean, you know, I like coming down the aisle, aisle and you know waving at the kids and, and seeing the kids and stuff like that, and shaking hands. And it, it's tough sometimes to have that stern look where right. you know. The, you're terrifying people in the front row. In the front row, um, that's a little bit hard sometimes. But you got to look at the bigger picture. You know, you're an entertainer, and you know I've done a lot of great things in my career, and I'm in a very fortunate position now to have the experience that I have. You've been here as long as I have, and still work a full schedule. I mean, I'm working you know five days a week on all the live events, and, and I'm working with the younger talent that's going to be the future. So I get a chance to really help those guys along, and. and give them a little experience and a little know-how and try to nudge them in the right direction so they don't make some of the same in-ring mistakes that I made when I was younger. And, yeah. and uh, it, it's a good time that there's no, there isn't any real pressure on me. Uh, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I just hope it's not a train. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm still having a good time. And it's, a, it's a great time for our business. You know, I've seen the evolutions from, you know, the, the Bret Hart errors, the Stone Cold, the Rocks, the, uh, Kurt Angle, Brock, John Cena, all these amazing superstars have come through the line to uh, to now see, you know, the future and not storyline driven future, but, you know, Seth Rollins is, you know, a tremendous talent. Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt. Um, there's a lot of great talent coming up and it's a, it's a unique position for me to, to be able to sit back and kind of be the grandpa on the porch seeing all yeah. this happen. So it's, it's cool. a good time. With the new uh, change going on, does this mean, uh, are the, is the new blood coming up? Are they into eating uh, quinoa and kale, you know, diets have changed? Yeah. Are they, or, yeah, are they more the, oh my gosh, fun? Bro. What's the it's new so different. It's so different. 20 years ago when I started, it was like rock and roll. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, like now you're fine if you're late to the arena, you're fine for this. I mean, you know, you <laughs> back when I started, they didn't find you. They were just happy you showed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the guys back then were such, you know, complete rebels. And, you know, they, they, they drank all night. They partied all night. They First thing, they were in the gym at 10 a.m. And, you know, they all worked out to get the alcohol out of their system to, to go out and perform that night. And they, were, they really didn't pay attention to uh, structure a good financial base, to taking care of their health, to... I remember starting, and there wasn't, there wasn't a trainer. If you wanted to tape your ankle, you bought your own tape, and you talked to one of the other guys into taping your ankle. You did chiropractic adjustments. One of the other guys knew how to crack your neck with a towel. Oh, that oh. you, can't. you know what I mean? And now our business evolved. It's very pro-friendly for the athlete between, you know, the, the development of the performance center so these kids are learning properly in a safe environment. Um, 
They're learning our structure, our TV, to we have trainers, we have orthopedics on staff, uh, we have concussion tests regularly, we have, I mean, we have financial meetings, like we had yesterday, there was a financial meeting where they bring in a financial group that talks to these younger kids about developing their own retirement accounts, about saving their money. Wow. Um, what a bunch it, of it, pussies. <laughs> Well, that was, that, was a, that, was, that was a good three-minute answer to say, yeah, they're a lot pussier than they used to be. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I just think it's a different, it's a different breed of athlete. I mean, you know, it, it's not Jack Daniels shots. It's, you right. know, like, you know, it's Panera salads and, yeah. you know. It's the they're smart, looking for the long term. I'm not denying what you're They're looking said. for the long term. Yeah. Here's the thing. And, 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 you know, in the years, a lot more of these guys are going to be alive where a lot of right. guys from my era that ran really hard aren't alive anymore. Exactly. You know, it's the much smarter way. It's better for the athlete. Yeah. It's, it's smarter, but it's, we miss the it's old It's smarter, little but, bit. yeah, I mean, just like rock and roll. I mean, we knew it was really bad what was going on backstage, <laughs> but we loved it. And some of the best music came out of that. Yeah, and it's a new generation that that has grown up. I'm like, I'm 42 years old, so I like the party aspect of all the stuff, knowing all of its dangers. But I'm sure you know kids in their 20s now, raised on quinoa and helmet heads and all that stuff, that they're looking at it like, yeah, we got to be safe. So they're looking at it as a positive. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they're going to have a, uh, a lot better lives when they're older. I mean, you know, some of us can sit back and think of the stuff that we did and just go, God, how did I live through that? Right. You know what I mean? Does it give you a little bit of character? Does it give you a different perspective on life? Sure it does. But you know what? I'm sure the generation came before us thought we were a bunch of wimps, too. Yeah. So, More you know, that's, that's just the evolution of the beast, you yeah. know? Now you're doing the, the you're calling us because the show uh, is SmackDown and it's moving from Friday to Thursday, correct? Right, absolutely. It moves this Thursday, which we're really excited about. That Daniel Bryan's making his return to the ring, so uh, he's been out for a while. We didn't know if we were going to get Daniel Bryan back or not with you know his neck injury and things that were going on, and and he was able to uh, take care of business on that end. So we're going to have a great. Uh, fan favorite back in the ring that I look forward to slapping the mess out of. So <laughs> That's you awesome. Now you're holding up pretty well, though. You feel pretty good. I'm doing better now. Uh, I'm 42. I feel better at 42 than I did at 36. Really? Um, I made a lot of I made a lot of changes. I started following these younger kids and laid off the Jack Daniels and started, uh, <laughs> you know, exercising and taking my fishels and, and juicing in the morning with my Vitamixer. So yeah, I'm prolonging my career too. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, I turned. Awesome. In, I turned into a wimp too. So that's right. Go. No, you know, I, I look. I I was born one and got worse. So I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm horrible. At 42. I'm the worst I've ever been. I eat. I eat uh, raw almonds now. That's a thing I'm into. Yeah, now. I do too. It's so I exciting because I take I take the sliced almonds and put them in the oven and bake them, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got such a good snack before. <laughs> I was I was at uh, Whole Foods the other day with a scoop and a bag in my hand, going <laughs> almonds. And I'm like, I have lost all of everything. Yeah, I sit on a Swiss yeah. ball and I eat almonds. It's, it's, it's over. I'm done. It's finished. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we we like that you're just you carry the torch for all 42 year olds. That's how we'll look at it. And uh, and yeah. you said you said you had like some things you did. You tell the guys not to do. What is one thing that like you you harp on? Like, do not do what Big Show did. Uh, here's why. What's the thing that you, you well, impart in wisdom? Well, to the, biggest thing, the biggest thing that I try to harp on the kids is, is not to be reckless. I mean, you got to figure out there are certain times when reckless is warranted. WrestleMania, things like that. It's okay at WrestleMania, in my opinion, that, you know, don't leave anything on the table. You know, but when you're working 
five nights a week, every night. Let's not do dives off the top to the floor when the padding isn't as good as it should be. Let's try to tell more of a story in the ring without, you know, just a, a series of, of bumps and crazy dives. And, and it looks like a car crash. Sure, people react to it, but there's no story to it. Our business is about entertainment. Our business is about making people emotionally invested in the characters. Whether they're emotionally invested to like them or emotionally invested to hate you, either way, you get them emotionally invested. And I think that's the thing that I try to stress to the younger guys now is find a story in the ring and make everything count. You know, it's just not, it's not a car crash derby is fun to watch, but you're not emotionally invested in it. And our fans right now are, are buying tickets to get emotionally invested, to, to step away from things in their life that bother them. We need to pull them into our world and make them emotionally invested. I don't know. I kind of like mankind with his barbed wire. They get excited and exuberant, and they just want to do everything under the sun from, oh, yeah, I'll DDT him off the top rope to the floor. Okay, that's a fantastic idea. Sure, it's going to get a great reaction, but probably not the thing to do, you know, in like, you know, whatever small town that we're in that, you know, we, you know, it's, use those bumps accordingly because you only have so many in right. your career. And don't overdo it. And pick your yeah, spots. Exactly. Pick your spots. Just be smart. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you be go. smart. Big show, uh, a pleasure to have you. They're moving SmackDown from uh, Fridays to Thursday nights on Sci-Fi starting this uh, Thursday. And I always ask, because you're a big man, you're very uh, you're filled with machismo. Uh, what is, uh, when was the a last, <laughs> and, and not a hairy ass, when was the last time <laughs> the big show cried? The last time the big show cried? Um, for real? For real? I think, um, Why would you fake cry? When did you last fake cry? Oh, come on, it's TV it's entertainment. Oh, you've done it. On, okay, I didn't know you were crying on TV. That's come weird. on. I'm a I'm an entertainer. I can <laughs> cry at will. Um, <laughs> the last, I think the last time I cried for real, I think it was probably two years ago. I had a my English Mastiff was uh, 12 years old and passed away. Ah, there so you that's, go. That's, That'll do it. Yeah, that yeah, that was that was that was a bad one. We had she had. Uh, she had torn her ACL, which I didn't know dogs could do that. Yeah. And she had surgery to fix her ACL, which I didn't know dogs could do that. And <laughs> she had the the cone of shame on. And I was teasing her that night saying that, you know, she's an alien dog and had a cone of shame on. And she was really happy and went to sleep. And sometimes when dogs have surgeries like that, they can get blood clots. Oh, God. So I think they think. The thing that happened is uh, she had a blood clot. So. Oh, that's terrible. There you go. And, uh, you asked. Oh my God. Big Show, all I want to know is when you cried, I didn't want to make me cry for crying out loud. I'm a, I'm a dog well, freak. This is terrible. Well, making yeah. fun of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. There you <laughs> go. That is a good point. No, thank you, man. We'll talk to you later. Big Show, we appreciate it. Fantastic, guys. Have a great day. All right, see you, you too, man. There you go. It's the Big Show, everybody. What would Brady do? That's right. Let's just get right to it today with uh, what would Brady do as we uh, talk to the most moral man in all of Phoenix and try to have him solve your crappy lives. Simple stuff. Uh, it's brought to you by our friends at MMP Guns. Brett's over there an awful lot now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> made friends with <laughs> my these second guys. home. And now, and now it feels like Brett works there kind of part time. He's taking full advantage He's of this. He's a greeter. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Welcome. The guns to your left, the guns to your right. Welcome. Brett would be the one that goes, all right, all right, everyone out. <laughs> Gets excited. He sounds like Donner. Uh, anyway, so uh, M&P Guns, 12th Street and Indian School. They got what you need. Man, they got what you need. And, and all this gun chatter and people barking on the news about 
restrictions this, restrictions that. It's just going to go great for gun sales. So get them while the price is still low because pretty soon these things are going to be like grabbing gold bars, especially the ammunition, which is already at an unbelievably high price. Uh, so hop on over there. They've got everything you need. MMP Guns, 12th Street and Indian School. You'll see Brett say hi. What's up, Bert? All right. Are you ready, Brady? Ready. Uh, it says, uh, I was going through some things this weekend and came across some old pictures of me and my friends in high school, and I had some pictures of me and my old high school girlfriend. My question is, what do I do with these things? Uh, pictures of old exes and stuff. Do I just toss them in the garbage, or do you keep them as a reminder of how dorky you looked in high school? I'm happily married, so I have no interest in any of my ex-girlfriends, but I'm just curious what you guys do with pictures like that. Thanks, you rock, Josh. Um, I think some of them are fun to look at. It all depends on, you know, the relationship. What you don't do is like, ah, I wonder how my ex is doing. I'm going to start a relationship with them again. <laughs> right. I haven't thought about you in forever. <laughs> yeah, if it starts sparking How stuff. you do it? That's a good thing about being an ugly guy. I'm like a 1700s person. There's probably more paintings of me than there are pictures. I hate pictures. So I've thrown away almost every picture of prior relationships. I don't have many. My mom's got a bunch from when I was a kid, but as an adult... I mean, except for when people take them of me, I don't have I any photos. I can't remember, because um, I went through the boxes. I actually put them in storage, and I got rid of a lot of stuff last yeah. December. But I, one of them I remember going through, I knew about two years ago, I had all the the, the senior negatives. year picture oh. where they, they used to, well, we used to do it in high school, where you'd sign the back of your picture and give it oh, yeah. to the person. And you mostly get them from girls or whatever, and no, that's what you, you say. Know, You're funny. Have a great summer. That's all I would get. Keep in touch. <laughs> yeah, keep in touch. You make me laugh. <laughs> right. I find you repulsive <laughs> physically. That was mine. I got a lot of those. Quit looking at me. <laughs> Hope you change. I'm glad school's over. Sorry about your defect. <laughs> what? What? And I had a bunch of those in there. That, that you were retarded? No, the uh, uh, signed picture. Oh, yeah. Side those. <laughs> yeah, but so you had a bunch of those. Yeah, I'm not letting go. Did you get rid of them? Did you throw them out? I mean, those are kind of fun because they're pictures of other people that are just kind of goofy memories. Yeah, that's how I look at it, too, is, you know, classmates. What what I should do is bring them back at, like, if I ever go back to another reunion. Did you mean this? You said keep in touch. (laughs) Do you still believe this? (laughs) That little KIT thing in the net. Do you still believe in us? What? Who are you? Let alone trying to match them up with the people. Oh, my God. Look for the balloon that used to be this girl. <laughs> I think they've done away with those. They used to do the reunions where they have the yearbook photo in the yeah. in your name tag. Bert, you uh, you've been through a divorce. Do you have any of the photos? No, you just I kept. Know, the, I got rid of them. You I kept the videos, think, though. All your videos. The only one. The only one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You got those. No, Bong the, video. The only the only photos I guess I would say were like ones that listeners took of, at, at a show, like if yeah. I was sitting with her at, at U Fest or something, because she'd usually hang out there. But well, for two that's about it. Two Christmases and a few birthdays in a row, I had framed photos of my wedding and really nice frames, and I would give those out as gifts. <laughs> Frank still has pictures of me and my ex wife at, at his house as, because the frames really nice. That's we had nice frames, but I didn't want them, and I didn't want the frames. I threw a bunch of frames away too. Yeah, so yeah. I gave I gave all that out, but I. Uh, yeah, that's the good thing about being an ugly person today. I look at pictures of me in the past. I'm like, oh, I was rough on myself. I wasn't that bad. So I actually look at myself, uh, old pictures, as less dorky and more like, oh, I looked better then. So now I don't want pictures of me now because 20 years from now, that's going to make yeah. me feel bad too. 
because I, you know, it's just not, it's not getting better. It's not like I look back and go, what a dork. I dressed funny, but so did everyone else. Yeah. Nothing about pictures makes me feel good. I don't like them. I never have and I never will. So, yeah, but to have pictures of an ex-girlfriend, it depends. Do you have, like, naked ones? Do you have her in, like, lingerie? Those probably you need to get rid of. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have those. Although, hilarious, like when you're dead and your family goes through the attic of old pictures and you've got a couple of, <laughs> <laughs> couple of great shots from that night. Man, my yeah. cramps was a play. Oh, man, score. That girl might be 17 years old. Yeah, he was a he was a kid. He was a killer in high school. Took a lot of photos. By the way, speaking of seventeen and killers, watch the Pharaoh and Allen documentary on HBO. Huh? Today. It's crazy how looking back now you can see everything Woody Allen was doing. It's so uncomfortable. The grooming? All of his about? movies. And I never knew this. Manhattan, which I loved Manhattan. I thought even as a kid I just liked it because it was it was a it was a movie about New York more to me. And I didn't really catch the fact that he's dating a 17-year-old girl in this movie. And that's the crux of the story is the love affair between a 42-year-old man and a 17-year-old girl. And everybody seems fine with it. And all he does is talk about how much they have sex. And Who was the Manhattan? Was that? It was uh, Muriel Hemingway. And, Hemingway. Uh, yeah. And then all of his other movies are just an old guy with a, a like a teenager. And then, the, yeah, the casting never stopped. Nope. Either. Muriel Hemingway Scarlett was a Johansson. fresh 18. Every movie. Yep. And you go back, he's like an old man with a younger girl. And uh, even after the yeah. fact that the whole and they're all saying it's like he tried to normalize this. He tried to make us feel like this is a normal, common thing, and we did. We got best pictures and nominations for all this. Manhattan's the big, you know, movie about New York and how it really encompasses all of New York. But those stories about this old man dating a high school junior, and she stays at his house, and they do it all day long. It tells you a lot about the academy. And the, well, yeah, it tells you all about uh, what Jim Brewer told us. He goes the whole industry is about pedophilia. Brewer told us that way back. I'm yeah. like, why did you leave showbiz? Oh, because the whole thing's crooked, corrupt. He goes, I'll come out with it someday. But that when Jeffrey Epstein got arrested, Brewer texted me. He goes, this is what I've been talking about with you. Yep. I'm like, what? Yeah. He goes, this, it's, this is the tip of the iceberg. He left Saturday Night Live because he said that, you know, they'd stay up real late in writer's rooms and stuff. And he goes, I'm not saying who in the cast that did it. But uh, at about two in the morning, some very young boys were brought up to the writer's rooms. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yep. He goes, I'm not saying. Just letting you know. I don't know what happened. But I know that those people shouldn't have been in there. And they weren't writers. I'm like, whoa. So then you watch this and you're like, this was a full out like, hey, it's normal. This is nothing to be. And people kind of ate it up. You watch the 70s were different, though, because they're that pretty darlings. uh, Or is that what that was called? Pretty baby. Whatever. Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill tried to bang Armand DeSante. Oh, yeah. At that yeah. girls' yep. camp, and they were teenagers, and Little he did Garlands it. Or, something like that. Yeah. He did it with Tatum O'Neill, and Matt Dillon banged Christy McNichol. Uh, this is a great one. Uh, Dear Brady, I just started seeing a girl on a dating app. She's fun. She introduced me to her kids the other day. It's been a month. It was time. Uh, the pictures are not what the kids actually look like. Her daughter looks almost exactly like John C. Ryan. <laughs> She's even got kind of that froggy voice. The son is John C. Riley too, but it's okay for a boy to look like John C. Riley. The daughter, I don't know if there's something not right. Uh, that should have been disclosed before I met her, but she doesn't act like anything's wrong. The kid has male pattern baldness, curly hair. It's like being in the stepbrother set with a miniature. I can't not make jokes about this. How can I date this woman and Lady John C. Riley going forward? I like her a lot, but if she catches me, Laughing or making a joke at all, 
Uh, none of this is going to go my way. Do you even continue? That is, do you, declo- do you disclose that? Hey, I got a kid who looks a little like John C. Riley. You're going to notice. Well, you can. The parents see that? I don't think they do. I, I Sometimes think, I they do. They Some, you'll be able to joke about it around the. You know, kid, my daughter. Well, I mean, yeah, you're. You know, you make jokes about Kirby's feet. Yeah, but you would never say, "Hey, Nothing. my daughter is a weird middle-aged man." Yeah, I, I find that. <laughs> I mean, there's. Come on, you know, I've gone out it. with uh, someone before. You know, before Ronnie, I went out with a girl that had a couple of kids. Yeah, are they dopey? Were they a deal breaker? Was, but you know, <laughs> what was wrong with it? On dopey. Just a dopey kid. Yeah. You didn't like it. Yeah, her. no, it just um, it wrecked it. No, it wasn't. I, I I did. I liked the kid, but I wasn't. That was a. <laughs> I a wasn't ready kid. to jump into a blended deal right, because of that I kid. If that kid was handsome and like any together. kid in general. Just but you did because the lady had kids and you knew that and you met him. Well, so you it weren't against up it. the process. I wasn't against right. it going into it, but then all of a sudden dopey realized kid. not uh, only that, but there's. I mean, there's a total of three kids. <sighs> And That's one of them was old. one of them was one was I'm off the grid a little bit. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. So you were up for the idea till you met the kids, and then and the like, thing I'm that I get that uh, you put okay. Not only you have the kids. But now you're putting dad in the equation. Oh, uh, that's the reason. And you that's did. like, yeah. ooh, this that's is why I always really say, tough. Never and date a single bad. mom. Nope. Ever date a single mom? You're dating the ex. You're dating the problem. And it Wait looks, a minute. Yeah, it looks. Caleb yes, it looks less realistic. It looked less realistic than when Kermit rode the big wheel bike in the. It's so <laughs> weird looking. And then there's this new kid that they're like. And you can help us all get all sorts of new things like a get a bike, and he just shouts into the team, get a bike. Cool. What was that thing? Because Alex, thirty-three now, and yeah, yeah, Alex, he aged out. He started looking a little bit too much like John C. Riley, and people weren't, <laughs> people weren't sending as much money. I'm trying to think of one daughter that could look like a male, middle-aged male person. John C. Riley's the one that ruins it. <laughs> it can't be done. I know that sounds terrible. You can have an ugly daughter, you can have a goofy daughter. You can't have one that looks like a, exactly like John C. Riley. Brings you this entertainment drill. Brady Entertainment. 94 year old Tony Bennett battling Alzheimer's disease. He was actually diagnosed in 2016. Battle He's handing him out. His wife Susan says the family decided to come forward <gasps> because he he's incapable of understanding the disease. But he does recognize Susan and some other family members. And um, they said he's actually pretty good. His pianist comes over. His what? His penis comes over. What? Pianist. There it is. I said that the first time. I left my... Uh, I forgot. Comes over twice a week and they have a 90-minute session. Tony knocks it out of the park. Really? So he's got all the songs still? Yeah. And so basically according it all to CBS this morning, <laughs> he and Lady Gaga are going to do a second joint album. Oh, God. All right, Chance, let's start. It's your turn to sing. I'm Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't remember you. I left my heart in San Francisco. Sing, talking albino. <laughs> this polar bear is going to talk to you now. Bottle of champagne for the old front row. Well, that's sad, but Tony's 96. 94. Whatever. It's the same thing. In your 90s are not... You're in your 90s. They shouldn't even count year by year anymore. You're just in your 90s. It doesn't Someone, really matter what happens to you in your 90s. You're just... It's just... It's... It's time. There's no reason why. Ah, it's only 94. Nobody ever said that. His best years were ahead of him. 
Just make it not hurt. Yeah. Right? It, just it, just make over. it not hurt. You're yeah. all done. Yeah. You're not going to invent anything. You're not going to accidentally stumble across a great idea. The best is behind you. Just try to not make it hurt. Brett, did you hear about little Uzi Vert? Uh, no, I didn't. Got a $24 million diamond pierced to his forehead. He's Black Vision. Oh, my God. $24 million do- dollar diamond. Took him four years to pay it off. <laughs> That's still impressive. It's uh, 10 or 11 carats. Let's see here. I'm going to see if I can find a picture of it. Oh, here we go. But who is he? He's a rapper. How did he come up with $24 million? Don't you have to have a song that people know to get $24 million? That's impressive. That's pretty neat. <laughs> so now somebody's going to steal his face. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I've never heard of him. Mean, maybe he's got a couple. But look, I've heard of Katrina and the Waves. They had a hit <laughs> song. I know they don't have $24 million. How are you a guy that general society hasn't heard of with $24 million expendable dollars? Well, see, four years to pay that up. Man, that's, that's still a lot of change. The guys that's uh, on stage for Skid Row, and they had multiple hits and big albums, were asking the crowd to buy their T-shirts because they were broke. Now, maybe that's mismanagement. But none of them had $24 million. We know the guy who ran Guns N' Roses yeah. for years. He settled with them for a few million. Yeah. How do you get $24 million and are generally unknown? Spent years paying it off. You didn't know about Lil Uzi, Uzi Vert? Vert? No. Did you? He's been yeah. paying for yeah. it since 2017. What's his? Yeah. yeah, of course he is. What's his big hit there, Brady? I mean, he's probably got a couple of songs that generally we know. Whether you like it or not, it's a different story. But um, the one I really like is uh, "Rat Tat 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 Tat." <laughs> is that the one he's got that you like? Yeah. Here, let me see if I can pull some up. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert. Has he been around for a long time? No, I I remember seeing. The, it's got to be around since 17. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Halsey doesn't have $24 million to throw around. I was blown away when I saw Trevor Noah buy a house for $27 million. Like, they pay Trevor Noah that kind of money for the Daily Show? He's okay. He was not, I don't like him. Does but he have uh, clothing or anything? Shoes? He's got to have a, something. Yeah. Because yeah. Bam Margera, we talked about that yesterday. Bam Margera had his car stolen. He's got a Bentley. It's like three hundred and something thousand dollar Bentley got stolen. I'm like, why does Bam Margera have money? Well, I'd play you some, but everything is explicit yeah, lyrics. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm just I'm frustrated because people put in a lot of hard work, and then you find out a dude's got a twenty four million dollar diamond in his forehead. I you have Black to have vision. there has to be some some reason for that. Does he call himself Black Vision? He changed his name, or is that just you? That's <laughs> yeah. You just being racist in Black History Month. That's what they're saying. Well, the well, then that is them. Okay. Yeah. They're comparing him to Black Vision. <laughs> yeah. You can own. And what is Black Vision? Like, you can foresee Tyler Perry movies? Or, I mean, what is Black Vision? <laughs> <laughs> you see him before the theaters, before they open? There's all understand. sorts of stuff. I get frustrated when I see people with that kind of dough. Bam Margera drove me nuts the other day. I was stewing over it. And then you went and looked it up. He's got 40, it's like, his estimated worth is $45 million. Dollars for I can't believe that. Bam Margera. Well, then they list all the stuff that he has. Not to—I mean, none of us really follow too much. Right. But he's got a ton of different reality shows, and yeah, but yeah. those don't pull in that kind of money for the. Yeah, but it keeps that. it brand And then the, I think the big money came from he's a co-writer on the Jackass movies. Right. 
Well, Knoxville. He's got to be he, a producer. He was ninety million or something. Yeah, like that but if you're not a producer, you're not going to get all that money. So he has to have a cut of it, which is crazy. I'm sure all those guys by two and three got the. Oh, I would imagine the, the producer stuff. Ray uh, says, "John, will you ask Brady?" Okay, Brady. I don't know why I'm doing it this way. Okay? <laughs> I'll ask uh, him if he would go to the Great White Shark Petting Zoo at the Odyssey Aquarium out there off the 101. Brady. Uh, this guy and you aren't talking, so I'll ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, would you go to the Great White Petting Zoo off of that 101 and whatever? whatever? Been there. Already done it. Did you go to pet the sharks? No, they didn't let me pet the sharks, but I've been at the Odyssey. <laughs> but I it wasn't asked. that option. They didn't let me, but it I was. Asked, you know. And then did it end like it normally does when you go to an aquarium? Sir, please pull your pants up. We've called the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look at all those teeth, Christy. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, my name's not Christy. You heard me. Look at the choppers on that one. Another one. Oh. John, please hire Kirby to f- join you in your crime-fighting efforts for Pinal oh, County. Oh, absolutely. If, if Brady had <laughs> let me have Kirby. She'll just stomp him. Oh, and I would do that thing with Brady. Be like, hang on a second, we'll be right back. <laughs> We'd get her all <laughs> coated up and ready to go. I'd just get a little... We'll make up and we'll soul man what's Kirby. What's going on here, you old pirate? What's going on around here, you old pirate? So who wants a little piece of this booty? This underage booty. We get this thing. I'll take you to space, baby. Take me in and out in twelve parsecs. <laughs> All right, that's good work, Kirby. Let's get on that. Freeze, <laughs> Why are you in a suit, a ghillie suit? <laughs> This guy's dressed as a great white shark in the middle of the Fiesta Mall parking lot. Freeze! I got tackled by a shrub. I don't know what the hell that was. A barrel cactus. Lay down, mister! Sir, why are you... Fish don't live outside of the water. You would be a yeah. saguaro yeah. with your hands up. He'd be a barrel cactus. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be one of those saguaros about to tip over because it just rained too much. The middle of him's a little bit... A little mushy. A little mushy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Soul Man Brady. I'm going to make that a thing. Trying to get free stuff. You can own your own life-size Tauntaun head from Star Wars. $8,000. See, John John Gordon's all over that. I mean, it's the real deal. Brother, I don't need a diamond. I'll take that Tauntaun head. I don't want a diamond in my forehead. Give me the Tauntaun head, man. Put this on, Jackie. Tonight you're a Tauntaun. Regal Robot, if you want to check it out, but uh, you can get a Chewbacca head for forty five hundred. A real moving Chewbacca? Head? Yep. Oh my God, that's the Chewbacca head, and it's only five grand. Yep. I mean, I'm saying only because. Look at this thing. That's the real deal, and it works. Yeah, it works, player. <laughs> well, it's at or Hitler's toilet seat. What are you in for? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> I might have to go for both. <laughs> Hitler's toilet seat got to be like 15 right grand, now? right? I'm going to look that up. For Hitler's toilet up. seat? Oh, my God. The Chewbacca uh, thing's pretty awesome. Again, buyer's remorse when you get Chewbacca's head and shoulders to your house and you wear it for a day and you realize, I can't use this because it's fire. It's going to make me stink. And I'm going to make, the, I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to spill something on it. I got the good spray for that. When I worked in the character department. <laughs> oh, do they? Island, you Even the, then it was good? Was after every walk. <laughs> You had to hose out your own costume? Yeah. What was the worst one for sweat? Um, 
Scooby had to be Scooby-Doo pretty bad. Scooby Doo was not not bad. Um, the worst one, Quick Draw McGraw. No kidding. Why? So tall, the head, ah. and you got all that ca- the cavern of stink. Ugh. Heat rise. And you're looking out of Quick Draw's chest. You were. You look out of it, the base of his throat. Were there any you couldn't do because you were too short? No, no, but I was a shorter Scooby, and, then, <laughs> okay. and I would get called. Uh, I would be, you know, they would say Scrappy. <laughs> they called you Scrappy. Then the, well, Scooby's the Asian uh, group that came out, the roller coaster enthusiasts. Oh, they thought you were. Uh, but they didn't know much about Hanna Barbera characters. Ah, let's get picture with Super Rat because <laughs> I had an S SD. On the, yeah, the Scooby Doo collar. Uh, Hitler's toilet is still holding at five thousand. You, you may oh, have a shot at this. When is the bidding end? Uh, the seventh or the eighth, ten a.m. Eastern. So we'll, we'll be on the air actually Monday. when it ends. We'll get it in. Uh, maybe get a stink bid in. Yeah. All right. Monday. So every Toledo should set an alarm right now <laughs> for Monday at uh, six fifty in the morning, and we'll make sure that we get a bid in on that toilet seat. Because <laughs> if it's hanging at five, I'm getting Hitler's toilet seat, and we'll put it up in the uh, in Trip's office, <laughs> right next to all your awards. Yeah, all, all of my awards will surround it. Circling the drain. It's so metaphoric. All right. Five grand. Nobody's even looked into it after oh, all yeah. the publicity. Interesting. By the way, we were talking about weighing penises yesterday. Yeah. And a guy, a guy said it? he went home and he did. I didn't do it. Oh. I have an ingrown hair on the bottom of my penis right now. Oh. Painful? Base of the shaft? Oh. Base of the shaft. Underneath. <laughs> Want to see it? Uh, you do no, a I've seen some, Have you had one I've before? It's ingrown hair. Brutal. I can only imagine. I, I keep trying you, to. You had wasn't that goiter on your waist and ingrown hair? Yeah, on the small. Is of that the what that could turn into? On yeah, an ingrown. Yeah, I've had them on they my could. knee, but if they it, like blow up the first it, day or two. Uh, is not getting out of there. It'll. Well, I want it to up. blow up, it'll but I don't want it to be that thing on your back. That was pimple popper stuff. Yeah, that yeah. Was you might. Oh, I'll die from this if that happens. I'm never going to see a doctor for it. So, no matter if how it bad it gets this that is. big, you, you don't want to whip your crank out and have them pop it for you? broken. Nope. <laughs> if I want my crank popped, I want to do it on my own. <laughs> I've been doing that since I was 12. Different version of tummy yeah, puddles. Yeah. Oh, my God. This tummy puddles. Like, what have like, you been no doing problem. in here? And I'd just be laying in it going, so much blood. <laughs> this is a bad one. Look, there it is, the little hair. <laughs> I think I'll throw this towel out. My one uh, buddy, Wilty. You remember Wilty? Yeah. He had an ingrown on the inside of his and he wasn't sure what it was, and it kept getting worse. Went to the doctor. Doctor gets in there, tweezers. It was in at least three inches, growing inward. Growing inward. Growing inward. Damn it, I almost missed it. Come on, Brett. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Brady can't say inward. It's growing inward. Okay. Growing inward's a good band name, too. Oh, no. Inward. You heard me growing inward. Not the way he says it. <laughs> growing inward is what that Peyton guy who calls us is going to do. Brett. Yes. Salento. Oh. Yeah, Brett. Salento, you jerk. I'm with you, Brett. Watch me whip and watch me nay nay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He nailed it. No. Hold on a second. <laughs> What's up, Brett? Yeah. How you doing? Watch what me whip. Plan. Watch me nay nay. Silento has been arrested for murder. Oh. oh Whoa. Well, I took a turn. <laughs> Should have got arrested for writing a terrible song. Whipping nay nay? Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's horrendous. You it's did terrible. weddings, so you got tired <laughs> yeah, of it. Oh, yeah, it sucked. The cops found the cousin, his cousin, Frederick Rooks, shot to death in Georgia. 
eight bullet casings on the scene. <laughs> when you were a wedding DJ and somebody came up and said, play the Whip Nene song, did you have to go, cool, or did you go, oh, God. That's, it was kind of like, yeah, it was like taking a request here. Yeah, I'll see what I can do for you. Oh, no, we and don't then, do requests. I've, I've said that about <laughs> well, radio for years. Don't yeah, even call with requests. I know, but that's always the, that's always the yeah. cash You haven't seen Brad I'll see what I can do. He shows everyone the dances. Oh, he, no. He, he sets the song, no. plays the song, and then he goes out. Yeah. Yeah. All that right, here's how it goes. All right, all right, watch me whip. Watch me, <laughs> Nene. <laughs> now you throw you throw a little Bee Gees on. I might be out yeah. there with the suit on, but that's about it. When I first got in radio, I know Nene. I used to, I knew uh, like this was one of my first jokes that I love to do, which was people call me, "Hey man, you want to play that new uh, Bush song?" Uh, Green Day? No, dude. Bush, Machine Head. Oh yeah, Green Day. She. That's what you mean. No, it isn't. Like, yeah, no, no, that's coming up next. What? Bush? Like, no, you're thinking of Green Day. Okay. And then I'd be like, all right, this one's for Roger out there in Avondale. It's Green Day. But I'd play the whole call of him just being baffled by it. And then I'd say, stop calling because I'm not going to play your song. It makes me have to get up and get it. <laughs> not doing that. It's whatever's next is what you're requesting. When you DJ, you're going to say, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, exactly. I'll write, write it down. Yeah. Okay. I never lied to them. What I, I'm going to play next I, is what, I get yeah. to it. Your I, request is the Beastie Boys. No, dude, I'm calling for Van Halen. Nope. You're going to hear the Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Who's that going out to? My girlfriend, Angela. That's Tony Dance. <laughs> Angela? Like, okay. So you're going to play it for me? You bet. Okay, thanks. And they were always confused, and then they're so- and then they'd, sometimes they'd call back, you didn't play the one I wanted. Yeah, I did. I have it on tape. You missed it. I wanted, never mind, dude. Yeah, requests. Don't bother us. Yeah. That's essentially what radio's been That's today. why Larry's here. Larry doesn't ever answer the phone. No, no, no. It programs that stuff. That's what his job That's is. That's exactly right. Yeah. I don't want to mess all this up with your stupid request. And you know what else? He, he got a phone with music on it. Listen to your own song. <laughs> we got stuff to do. So don't listen for those three minutes. You have to hear Jamie's crying. Don't bother. Maybe the DJ's having a bad day. Remind him of something terrible. <laughs> Play the whip nene. Oh, my God. My... My grandmother was killed in the whip name. <laughs> you know Horrible accident. Terrible. Goes out to my lady. <laughs> Kelly. From the Learner and Rose Studios. This is the Big Red Radio. Radio.